On this week's episode, Austin and Tim travel back in time to October 25th, 1985 to watch seven movies, Martin Scorsese's After Hours, American Ninja, Stephen King's Silver Bullet, a little-known scene World War II spy thriller, Cold Name Emerald, Academy Award nominee Kiss of the Spider-Woman, Meryl Streep in Plenty, and ending the night with a midnight screening of the cult horror film Motel Hell. Ninjas, werewolves, Nazi spies, prison sex, cannibalism, it's all coming up next here on Film Geek Time Machine. Everyone and welcome to Film Geek Time Machine. We're back. Oh, season two, Austin. Season two, we're oh, doing it. It's and my favorite part is how we literally waited until all the episodes of season one were recorded before we released a single thing. <laughs> That's, That's true. That's how podcast should be done. <laughs> we did. So as of now that we're recording, uh, two episodes have been aired, and I'm getting good positive responses. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I don't know. I haven't. Uh, some other, some friends of mine have said good things. Yeah. There's, there's a at least one iTunes review. Yeah, and I want to maybe, thank maybe, um, I want to thank everyone that's listening to it. It might have been one of us that reviewed it. Okay, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't me. Um, but no, I, I want to thank everyone that's been listening so far and continue to do so. Um, right now, it's available pretty much everywhere you can find podcasts. So it's on Spotify and whatever, yeah, and all Apple Podcasts, and yeah. so um, so that's been going good. So and it's funny because we have analytics. I can show you that later, but we have analytics. We're gonna like see where people. For some reason, 17 downloads in Council Bluffs, Iowa. So thank you, Council Bluffs, yeah, Iowa. Yeah, I wonder like, what I that is. I don't know. Probably the entire population of Council Bluffs, Iowa. <laughs> I don't know. So a little shout out to that. I don't know. That was that was interesting. Um, wait. Oh, I'm Austin Kennedy. I'm your I'm your host. Oh, who are you? I'm Austin Kennedy. Oh, I'm Tim Kaiser. Nice to meet nice you. Nice to Austin. meet you. <laughs> All right. And what is Film Geek Time Machine? Well, if you haven't listened to any of the first season, what we do is this is a podcast where I have a time machine, and Tim, he's my friend. That's why he's my friend. Because I have a time no, machine. No, yes. That's the only reason yeah, I'm your friend. And I mean, I didn't know you had a time machine 10 years ago and became friends, but boy, I lucked into it. <laughs> <laughs> so now uh, what we do is that we just pick random dates most of the time, and we pick uh, we, we go back in time to that date, and then we go to the newspaper, and we look at all the dates, and we map it out. We're like, oh, we're going to see the movies. And we have like a s- five to seven movie marathon, some, usually. Some of the episodes in this... Looking at the newspaper was literally more enjoyable than watching the movies. <laughs> <laughs> Which one in the last... like first is the very first the episode. The first, yeah, okay. yeah, for sure. That is some real bad, bad. That bad was movies. my birthday. Yes. <laughs> well, for this very first season. We are going to go back to October twenty fifth, nineteen eighty five, which that's the day that Back to the Future takes place. In a, that, that's the day that okay. Marty goes back in time. That I mean, is, he doesn't go back that's in time the too. Second day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. most of the time in the eighty five takes place the day before, and then yeah, it's yeah, one thirty yeah. in the morning. Yes, yes. When he meets when he Marty meets Marty Correct. So yeah. weirdly, we did not wake up at 1.30 in the morning because there weren't any movies showing. <laughs> no, there wasn't, no. So that's that's the day we went back in time, too, because I thought it was cool. 
my brother gave me the idea for that, and I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. Let's do that. Yeah, I, we're stupid. <laughs> I know. Why didn't we think of that for the that's first real season? Dumb. Okay. I know. First season, that should have been our first episode. Luckily, what are we doing? The first season yeah. had two, the first two episodes were real dates that meant something, yeah. and the first two in this are <laughs> important dates in youthful people. That's right. People of our age. <laughs> that's right. Youthful people. Um, also, before um, we go on to the episode, I, I do want to talk about when I was listening back to our podcast, we didn't really talk too much about ourselves. So I just want to. Talk about like okay. my taste of films and stuff like that. So, so some of my favorite movies of all time because I'm just I love I love movies of all times. My least favorite genre is probably horror, which is why we haven't done we didn't do a lot of. Well, horror we did last a couple. Time. We did a couple, but not too. But now many. we did we did at least one here. We did two. Were there, yeah, there are two. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, um, but my favorite genres I like musicals and I like westerns a lot. And uh, you like musicals? That's I your... love musicals. <laughs> my favorite movie of all time is well, I have like three or four of them, but Singing in the Rain, Taxi Driver, and Jaws. Singing in the Rain is good overlap. And then and then Pulp Fiction too. Okay. Singing in the Rain, is, Singing one of the rain is one of my. Yeah. But as you already know, yeah, I consider my number one to be. Uh, Little Shop of Horrors, yeah. the musical, but only the with director's the director's cut, cut ending, because yep. the other one is a fucking coward, okay? I still uh, like the original. Just I mean, fine. it's okay, because the movie, the rest of the movie's good. It's great, fantastic. And then... Well, did you, you like it before? That, like, I, liked it, I liked it before, but yeah. it was not like my best movie ever. Yeah. And then when I saw it, where the ending is literally... Because here's the problem with the name Little Shop of Horror yeah. in the original version... Or the uh, the released version? Yeah. There's no fucking horror in that movie. No. I there mean, is at the end of the, it's, of it's, the director's it's a cut. comedy. Yeah. Okay. At the end of the director's cut, uh, we're all dead. Okay. <laughs> we all died in the fifties. Okay. Did you ever see the original movie, like from nineteen sixty? I sh- have not, and I. If I we saw when I was a kid. Right time. Yeah. We might end up seeing. That. I would definitely. It's Roger Corman. Yeah, it's Jack Nicholson in it. it yeah, he's awesome in it, actually. <laughs> then one other thing, too, is that I've had people ask about, and I know you've asked about it, too, why are we rating four stars? That's, you know, four stars. Have, have people have said that? Yeah. So people have so I because that's the eighties. So okay. so when I was growing up, I was watching Cisco and Ebert and reading Leonard Moulton's book, and the standard was four stars, four out of four stars. That was kind of the thing. So as a film critic, because I've worked as a film critic for like the Minnesota Film Board and other things, I've always rated out of four stars. I'm now kind of like a lot of people are like, if you look at Letterbox, it's out of five stars, or sometimes it's out of ten it's stars. It's kind of in some ways, it's also like a weird combination of a binary yeah. thumbs up, thumbs thumbs down, and mm. then a percentage of the thumbs up, thumb down thing on Rotten, Rotten Tomatoes. Tomatoes. Yeah, what it is? Yeah, literally just rated on Rotten Tomatoes whether or not they liked it or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, well, it's funny because on Rotten Tomatoes, a movie could have a hundred percent. None of them might be four stars. It could be all they three be stars. Like, I like this movie, but if you don't see it, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. And so you know, yeah. that's why it's it's kind of weird. There's a lot of movies like that that have a hundred percent, unless there's like probably not. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but anyways, yeah, I just wanted to get into that too. But welcome to season two, October twenty fifth, nineteen eighty five. So before we do that, I like to look at. Um, what the music was like back then. So, so I guess let's yeah. talk about a thing here. Yeah. I literally sent only one episode to a friend of mine. Yeah. Who lives in Chicago. Yeah. But it was like episode three and she goes, you should talk more about the time. And I'm like, I picked like the one episode accidentally where we didn't really talk about the time. Right. We, okay. <laughs> yeah. We started doing that like halfway through the yeah, season. And I'm like, oh, yeah, but yeah, I'm yeah. like, if you listen to it later on, we do. We talk we about do. all the stuff with the, we even talk about TV shows. We do. And we will this time too. Yeah. So the number one of this day of this week was saving all my love for you uh, by yes. Whitney Houston, which part-time lover number two, Stevie Wonder, that song's 
fucking awesome. Oh God, it's so fucking. Take, take on me, uh huh. Miami Vice. I just had no recollection of that getting to number four. It was a big thing, and then, and my one of my favorite songs of all time is "Head Over Heels" by Tears for Fears. That's the and I was telling Tim earlier that's the first album I ever bought on cassette. I was nine years old. And that was a big deal. I saved up Because you're it. always crying and always afraid. Yes. <laughs> um, Oshila, ready for the world. You can't rip on Oshila. I don't. This is the problem with this period yeah. is the reason, one of the reasons you have to like Back to the Future if yeah. you're me is I was 16 when it came out. Yeah. Okay. So it's like I'm the most target audience for that movie <laughs> ever, has ever existed. It's, and I like and I loved Back to the Future when I yeah. came out too. I was nine, but um, Fortress Around Your Heart, which I love by Sting. So I am not a big fan of that the Southern Americana rock, which is John Mellencamp and Bruce Springsteen. But there was huge like Lonely O' Night. Weirdly, I'm going down. I just I'm not a fan. There are people <laughs> who Springsteen is their literally their god, and yeah. I'm like I don't know. He's okay. He I kind of look at him as one thing because whenever I hear like somebody who does a cover of a Springsteen song, and I'm like. Well, that song is good. I wish I wish the original person could sing. <laughs> Money for nothing, Dire Straits. We oh, built this city oh, by Starship. All this stuff is so it's so '80s because this is literally '85, the heart right. of the '80s. Heart never. Oh, and then um, we saw later. Not a lot of hair metal. Kind of no, not not really not, yet. Not really be, yet. I guess that's a late '80s. Going thing. down though. Um, there's a number forty-nine. Was born in East LA by Cheech. God. It says Cheech and Chong, but and it was that really looks just like Cheech. it was forty. It was forty-eight the previous, so that would probably be the peak it ever made. With yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know how how high it got onto the charts. Oh, Freedom, Wham, that's on there. That's, yeah, well, Wham was this was also when Wham yes. was huge. Whitney Houston obviously <laughs> just was fucking. And huge. then, so this is what I also found because we've been looking at the newspapers, you know, to look at the movies and stuff. And then we look at Wikipedia for the TV shows. There's a TV guide in this in this in this. Uh, Oh, yeah. newspaper, so we're going to look at the TV guide they of the newspaper that. of October 25th. I honestly 25th. couldn't tell you if there was such thing as a TV guide in newspapers anymore because I haven't looked at a newspaper in 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so this is October 25th, 1985, the broadcast schedule. So I'm going to look at the cartoons because I'm a big cartoon nut. They had Tom is and Jerry. What, is this, what day? What day? Oh, it's Friday. Yeah. Okay. The Jetsons, She-Ra, Scooby-Doo, Flintstones, GoBots. All... Yes, GoBots. <laughs> Did you just say yes, GoBots? I, I had all I the GoBots. I don't even like Transformers. I had all the GoBots. So obviously, GoBots is just a shitty ripoff, <laughs> which was first. Well, so GoBots My family couldn't afford Transformers, so we bought all the GoBots. Well, well GoBots <laughs> and Transformers is a is a Oreos and high... Yeah? High, what is that? I can't remember. The, uh, that, the other candy, the other... Cookie, which was first, and Oreo oh, right. off, and then Oreo wins. Okay, Hydra, Hydra, Hydrox, Hydrix. I was gonna say Hydra. hydraulics, but that's not. What I mean, it is. it's basically uh, the same nonsense bullshit. The Seven Hundred Club still on there. Inspector Gadget, Robotech, Robotech. The Seven Hundred Club was, was still on until like two thousand eight. Okay. So I'm gonna blow your mind. So I want to. We're gonna look at the broadcast evening. The movie of the night, Murder by that Death. We've run into this movie a lot. Which was the first, one of the first movies we did on episode one, on season one. Murder by Death is showing on TV. And we had 5. to cheat the drive-in one time because we had already seen that. Yeah, so yeah, we yeah. to only to see the second movie because we're like, we're murder, already seeing that. Murder by Death is, yeah, Murder by Death. It's an awesome I'll, movie. I'll watch it again, but we're not going to, we don't need to watch talk it about it. I'll just watch it at home. Some of the TV shows we have, uh, Hawaii Five-0 still on. The Twilight Zone, this is the new Wait, version of Twilight Hawaii Zone. Hawaii Five-0 was still on 85? Oh, yeah. They were still That was like a season 12 or something. That was like near the end. Different Strokes, Benson, Dallas, Falcon Crest, a Miami Vice, Knight Rider. I don't know what Misfits of Science is. 
You don't know that is a oh, that, that is a that is a superhero show. Was it that I love? I never. And it starts. Maybe if I saw it, Courtney I would look Cox at is it. in it. Okay, and she has I can't remember her superpower. Okay, that's interesting. There's a there's one guy who's actually like a big tall dude. Yeah, and his power is he can get tiny. <laughs> and there's some guy with like magnetic powers. I can't remember. It didn't do very well. Oh, Voltron! <laughs> Voltron was on four thirty. Yeah, well, those Thunder are afternoon Cats. things. These are all reruns. Mork and Mindy. Yeah, there's a lot of reruns on here. Flipper, The Avengers. Yeah, those were those were the yeah. biggest things in the mid '80s that were cheap, and they could throw them on Channel Nine, Doctor Channel Who. Nine here, and Channel Twenty Nine. Yeah, Channel Twenty Nine, Twenty Three. I I think in the mid '80s. Because oh, I lived in Wisconsin, I couldn't watch 23. Oh, I see. It pointed the beam somewhere in the wrong direction. Coneheads. So I couldn't watch it. They had their own show? There's a Conehead. There was a Conehead. 730 at Channel 29. That was a sitcom? Mary Tyler Moore, but that was a... Okay. I don't know what it is. I'd have to look at it. And this, there's some movie here with... Rattlers, Sam... 1976. Rattlers! <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll travel back oh, in time and go see That's that. That's right. Well, it was Channel 29, so Star Trek was on. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. <laughs> So that was uh, kind of what we were looking at back then. So now let's go back to uh, what was out in the theater. Before I tell you what we watched, and oh, I went way back here. Hold on. You done goofed. I, I done goofed. Austin, edit this part out. I will edit this part <laughs> out. Or maybe I won't. Who knows? So, okay, before I tell you what we actually picked, I'm going to tell you what other what some of the other movies were out. Um, the Gods Must Be Crazy is right there. It is. Gods Must Be Crazy. Jagged Edge. So we almost saw Grace Quigley, but it came out Saturday. Not oh, yeah. they had a special it's showing. Literally, it's the next day. Nick Nolte, Catherine Hepburn, and I heard it's really bad, and so I've yeah, never well, seen it. I wonder if Nolte goes for an accent. Oh no! <laughs> Better off dead, which I almost really, I really wanted to do it. It just that didn't work out. It's only I, the third week at that point. So it is. Um, Journey Commando, to Maddie right there. Oh. I would have, I would have watched the fuck out of Commando. I, I don't. I mean, I've, I've seen it so many times. <laughs> I have two, but I don't care. I really like it. Agnes of God would have been interesting to see. Um, God, wait. Yeah, Jane Fonda and Bancroft oh, and Meg yeah. Tilly was nominated. Oh. I think and Bancroft and Meg Tilly were both nominated for it. Godzilla, nineteen eighty-five. Remo Williams. Remo Williams, which. I want to love because I love the source material. Yeah. But God, that movie just isn't very good. <laughs> it's not it's the worst movie. And it has all these stupid review quotes about, oh, it's the greatest thing ever. The, oh, my oh, God. Yeah, Gene yeah. Sisko says it's a spectacular and funny fil- adventure film. Move over, Mr. Says. Bond. Here comes Remo. It's from the Los, An- Los Angeles Herald yeah, Examiner. Yeah. Uh, those people are blind and stupid. Because <laughs> that movie is Back no to the Future. Back to the Future, it says America's number one movie, 17th Wonderful Week. God damn it. It was out for going, going by our Star Wars rule from the season yeah. finale, yeah. it's obviously the only movie we're not allowed to see. Okay? <laughs> I mean, it's a brilliant movie. It's, oh, mas- yeah. it's a masterpiece. It's, yeah, it's, it's literally great, great, is yeah. a freaking masterpiece. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's a perfect movie, I, I think. It's yes, really good. It is. So, oh, and then um, at Brookdale God, Square. Like yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Brook, Brookdale Square. It's so weird because a lot of times they would have midnight screenings. But Brookdale Square, which has eight screens, they had eight different midnight screenings That's, that night. Yeah, we picked so one of them. We did. Fright Night, <laughs> Ramble Part 2, Return of the Living Dead, Heavy Metal, Bachelor Party, House of the Living Dead, and Pink Floyd the Wall were the ones we didn't pick. Those were all midnight screenings. Which So here's a weird thing that I remembered afterward about Godzilla 1985. Yeah. That has an animated short before it. 
Oh, oh the Bambi meets, meets Godzilla. Ram- yeah. Bambi meets Godzilla. That is literally oh, like so a one-minute short. Oh, <laughs> that's it's, it's all credits, and then, then, then the short happens, and then it's all credits again. Oh, it's, it's a hilarious gag. It's but really it was good. weirdly attached to Godzilla in 1985 yeah, as a short. It is really in the good. Theaters. It's crazy. <laughs> so the movies we did pick, so we had to work out. So we actually got to see seven movies because most of the movies were like the first four were like 90 minutes long. And so we could squeeze in yeah. four movies before before uh, seven o'clock, and then we saw two more, and then we saw a midnight screen. And then there was a fucking midnight screen. So that's, it was a big. Bonkers. It was yeah. it was fourteen hours of movies. <laughs> yeah, it was. So um, our first one that we picked is at the Cooper at noon. Was Martin Scorsese's After Hours, one of his um, lesser known films. You had seen this. Right? I've seen it before. Yep. Okay. And then we got uh, American Ninja, which I've also seen before. Yes. Um, the Canon Pictures and their fascination with ninjas. Because they just went crazy with ninja movies. It's the 80s. Back the time. You put ninja in a movie, people go see it. But like half of the ninja movies were all made by canon films. Yeah. Because um, that's how the... They would... If they had kept with the ninja <laughs> thing, they'd still be in business. Right? I think so. <laughs> Stephen King's Silver Bullet, the werewolf movie. Um, Cold Name Emerald. That was the one that you picked because you were like, what the hell is this movie? Yeah. Because we I, see it's the one poster. I had never heard of and you had never I've seen it. I've heard of it because I remember um, it was always on cable... But it's I never a, saw it. It's yeah. mostly it's a thing that it was eighty five, and I'm like, there was a movie in eighty five that I hadn't heard of. Yeah, <laughs> apparently it, there is. And right on the cover, it's it's Ed Harris. Ed He's, Harris, and, yeah. and then Eric Stoltz is also in the movie. Yes, yes. Um, I, I, yeah, we'll talk about that one. And then to it. a kiss, a uh, kiss of the Spider Woman, which that one I really wanted to see because you had never seen it. I've never seen okay. it, and William Hurt won Best Actor for it, so yeah. I always wanted to see it. Uh, Plenty, you picked that because you were like, whoa, a Meryl Streep movie in nineteen eighty five. Let's watch it. So we did that. We did plenty. And then the last one we picked, our midnight screening was actually the only one that's not 1985 movie. It's from 1980 is Motel Hell, which is a pretty highly regarded cult classic in, at this point. It, so, um, it's got Click Play in it. And I've never, and I've never seen it. You never saw it either. I had never seen it. I've never I, seen it. I'm, I, are you, how are you on horror? Are you a big horror I, fan? Here's or? the thing. When I was younger, I would get scared. Now, not really. I just don't get scared. Um, here's the thing. I'm more likely to get scared if anything in it seems realistic. Yeah. Like, if it's more about an actual criminal or even just a serial killer. Silence of the Lambs is more terrifying oh, I think so than too. almost any horror film. It's yeah. Like, it's got fucking ghosts in it. I'm like, that's not scary. <laughs> okay. Oh, watch out. Those scary ghosts. I'm like, not scary. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and it wasn't necessarily that I'm scared all the time. It's just the reason I never really cared for horror. It's just like... I just, I, and like watching people get killed and all that stuff. It's just like, why would I want, I mean, when I was younger, I'm like, why do I want to watch that? Like I never, but then I, I would, I but then I would watch Van Damme and Seagal movies and people would, people get their head kicked <laughs> off in Van Damme movies. I love that shit. But for some reason there was just something a sinister quality about horror films that I just never got that people, I guess I'm, I, I don't okay, understand. I'm interested for when we get to the horror films on whether or not when we get there, We'll talk about whether or not you were scared at all. Because I wasn't. I enjoy, I, I, I had and I, I could enjoy them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I wasn't like afraid. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah, so let's go to the first movie. The first movie is Martin Scorsese's After Hours. Scorsese directed it. Griffin Dunn, who helped produce the movie, um has got a pretty big cast of cameos, like tons of people in the movie. Bronson Pinchot's in the very beginning. Yes. Um, Rosanna Arquette, uh, Cheech and Chong, Lots Linda Florentino, comedian like Terry Gar, Catherine O'Hara, yeah. um, John Hurd. Another movie was in the yeah. package that we reviewed yeah. earlier. So 
He's in there. It's got, it's got a lot of people in this. So this movie, it's kind of funny because we reviewed a movie last season called Something Wild. And yes. this this kind of has a similar feel to that movie. Somewhat, because I guess. well, it's a, it's a it's kind of a like a yuppieish guy who meets someone, and then they, yeah. it's kind of a, goes into misadventures well, and to stuff. Meet like twelve people in this. And yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Everybody well, knew he meets. Is there like, was well, that's a new insane person he's met <laughs> in the mid eighties. This was almost almost a subgenre of films. There was another movie that came out earlier in 85 called Into the Night with Jeff Goldblum where he meets Michelle Pfeiffer and he goes on a crazy misadventure kind of thing. Blind date to some extent. To um, some extent. That was the... You know, well, we don't need to talk about that. That was just a weird episode. Here's the thing. This this episode also does stuff because like, when we watch yeah. these movies, yeah. there's weird like connections. In yeah. plot connections, yeah. there's like a three-way triangle of plot connections this episode. Oh, cool. <laughs> I don't remember. Well, you're gonna have to refresh me on. Well, well, when we get there. <laughs> anyway, so how they get this one has any of them. <laughs> so, so Griffin Dunn plays Paul Hackett, and he works on this computer job, and he's kind of like a zombie, and and he just is not very happy with his life. He goes home. He's lonely. He doesn't do anything. Well, he meets this girl at a diner, and played by Rosanna Arquette, and she's just just starts talking to him. And he and then she's just is like, oh, I gotta go to my girlfriend's house because she has some. Um, she makes these uh, bagel paper mach- Oh, paperweights, bagel paperweights. Paper yeah, yeah, yeah. paperweights. And she was, and he's just, just like, would you, be inter- a, would you, would you be interested in one? And she's like, he's like, he is not a, interested. It's a cream cheese bagel yeah, yeah, yeah. paperweight. Yeah. And then when you finally see one, you're like, oh, look, that, I mean, it's round, <laughs> right? But. <laughs> So he's just like I. You can tell he's not interested, but he's interested in her. So he's like, well, yeah, yeah, sure, of course. Give me write the number down. He's a straight male, right? Yes. <laughs> and then he calls her. He calls her up, and she's like, why don't you come over? And he's like, all oh, right, this is it. Yeah. Okay. At that point, I'm like, did she give him a fake number? And this other person just riding along? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it felt like to me at first. Yeah. And I'm like, because she didn't. She legitimately acted like she didn't know who the hell he was. <laughs> right. And at I'm first. like, what the hell's going on? This, <laughs> he's gonna get murdered. And so she ends up. He ends up going over there. Things get really weird. She meets the, well. First of all, she's not there, and then the roommate's there, and then she almost kind of tried to seduces him, and then uh, he seduces well, the her. roommate is morally opposed to wearing shirts. Right. Okay. <laughs> That's played by Linda Fiorentino, <laughs> yes. who went on to uh, um, be in the movie uh, The Last Seduction, which uh, I think got her an Independent Spirit Award into the nineties. And you know too much award shit. Okay, <laughs> stop giving a shit about awards. <laughs> so then, um, I, I'm not going to go over every single little thing, but he. Ends up getting Wait, in. wait, wait. What? How long you want this episode to be? You could go over everything. We'll be here for the rest of our the, fucking lives. There's so much <laughs> shit that happens in this movie, but what happens is so he ends up like not really digging her, and then he's just like, you know, so he's like, you know what, it's not working out. Maybe I'm gonna leave. And then he doesn't forget his keys at this point. No, not that not at this time. Um No, he doesn't he never forgot his keys. He like gave his keys to that guy. Oh, that's, that's like right. Yeah, 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 to yeah, get yeah, his yeah, keys. Yeah, yeah. And I mean Sure. Yeah. That kind of stuff happens. Well, he's trying to get back home, and at the beginning of the night, his $20 bill went out the window. So he has no money. Yes, because, and I wasn't really clear. I think I looked away at the wrong time. I'm like, how does $20, what was he holding it and throwing no, it out no, the no. window? No, 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 so he put it, shooting out so the he window? put it, uh, he put it, like, there was, like, a weird, like, ashtray thing, and he, like, th- okay. set it on there, oh. and the wind, and the window was just open and went, woo, just went right oh, out the okay. window. No, it was legit. <laughs> it felt like it. 
I um, mean, if you're stupid enough to be but right. 20 and a half. But anyways, to make a long story short, he's trying to get home, and he, that's all he wants to do. Because he's just having a rough night, he just wants to go home, and thing bad thing after bad thing keeps happening to him. He meets weird people at different crazy bars, things. crazy people. Cra- every, yeah. so many crazy Well, people. at one point, then he goes back to the apartment to see Rosanna Arquette. In case you ha- don't know about season one, there's we spoil every single film. R- r- this remember. movie goes really dark. And all of a sudden, she's dead. She she killed herself. She killed herself because he yelled at her, I guess, and walked up, walked out on her. But I'm yeah. like, or did she just OD? There's a chance she just. I think she. OD'd. I don't think she did it because of him. I think she was already having problems, anyways. Yeah, yeah. she might have been disgusting. Yeah, I can't yeah, remember. Yeah. Was there an earlier point where she talked about killing herself? I couldn't remember. I don't think so. No, but she was talking about like her past boyfriend, and all this yeah. stuff. Who? Ends up being one of the people that he meets later yeah. on. And then Terry Garr well, is trying to seduce him. The, like the only normal human being he meets. <laughs> that guy just to do the job. Okay? Right. He's mostly normal. And then he goes to and then he goes to like an SM club at one point and like industrial music and stuff. And the person that's shining the spotlight on him is Martin Scorsese. I don't know if you noticed that. But the person that's spotted the I'm like, there's Scorsese. He's shining wow, the spotlight on you him. You and your eyeballs. <laughs> And then there's also a series of crimes going around um, the Soho neighborhood that he's at. Break and enters, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Robberies. And they think, and it's Cheech and Chong doing it. But it ends up that people think it's him, that Griffin Dunn, the main character, doing it. So then a, a, pretty much a lynch mob is going after him almost. Yeah. At some point, led by Catherine O'Hara, who's kind of going around leading it. <laughs> Spo- spoiler alert. Yeah. Actually, the only people who you meet who are insane are literally every woman he meets. The <laughs> men are all mostly normal, I and the say... women are complete, over-the-top bonkers. <laughs> yeah. Catherine O'Hara is the best at it. She's fun. Because yeah. when you when you see Catherine O'Hara in a movie, you're like, oh, she's going to be crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's going to be a bonkers person in this so, movie. Oh, look, she is. When, when, you, you know, when you think of Martin Scorsese, obviously there's Taxi Driver, one of my favorite movies, um, Goodfellas, Raging Bull. I mean, he is a wonderful, fantastic, excellent filmmaker. And so this is a weird um, movie on his filmography. I kind of dig it, and I think it's a fun movie. You're going to like it a lot more than I do. Yeah. It's no, just too weird. I don't love the movie. It's I, I, too it, it's, weird. it's an odd movie, and I, and I think it's worth checking out. I think it's a fun little dark comedy. I, I don't think every single thing works in the film, but it is really stylish. The scenes with, you know, it has a lot of the Scorsese's flourishes that you see in all his films, like in the beginning of the movie, when, and it actually ends kind of the same way, when he's sitting at his job and the camera's just whip panning around him, you know, it's like, Whoa. yeah, and I mean, then he, he tries a lot, and I suspect it's because he's like, I'm gonna make it a weird offbeat movie, I'm gonna, I can try the really weird camera well, shit, and sometimes it works, and other times it does well, not like fucking it, work. I like it when he throw <laughs> when when she throws the keys down and like, phew, and then the key, you see the keys going yeah. down and like, wow. I think that looks really cool. Most I, of the time it works, but yeah, there yeah, are yeah. a couple of times like he's on the taxi ride and I'm like, and it uses like sped up. Oh, it's sped up because the, like, the the guy's going really fast. That, that, yeah, it's like that doesn't. <laughs> I can tell it's sped up. It doesn't right, make right. me feel well, like it's real. Well, I don't think it was supposed to be real. I think it's just supposed to be silly and weird and yeah, surreal. Yeah, well, nothing I, about this movie is real. No, 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 okay. no. no. It's, it's and I really like Terry Gar in the film too. I thought she was she's, really funny. She, I just she, love her. I, really I like Terry Gar. Yeah. She is just she's yet another character who turns on a dime yeah. and then turns right back <laughs> and then goes bonkers yeah. and then she's normal that she's bonkers <laughs> like five times in one scene, one like right, monologue, right, right. and I'm like, 
what the hell is happening to these people? Is there like a gas leak? Yeah. What the hell? So I think the movie starts off with all this energy. I think it loses a little bit of energy towards the end of the movie. But but I like the way it ends. It ends kind of where he starts off where he's back at... It's like four, five, six, seven in the morning. He's been up all night and he's back at, it, at his job and he just goes to work. See? That was some of the weird stuff. Yeah. Because he never actually makes it home. That was like a prophecy or something. Somebody gave him like a fortune telling that he was going to die or something. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so he I was just gonna assumed die. he was going to die. And then he literally is like entombed in this paper mache thing. And Cheech and Chong basically steal the paper mache not knowing there's a person inside. Yeah. Because they're really stupid apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and then he falls out of their truck. Yeah. And it all falls away and he just goes into work. Right. And I'm like. What? What? what I go think, home. I just quit your fucking job and go home. What okay. I think this was was because after Scorsese did a lot of big projects, Taxi Driver, New York, New York, Raging Bull, and then he did King of Comedy right before this. He saw this script and he's like, you know what? I can just have fun and let loose and just. Yes, he very much. You I, know what I mean? And, and that's kind of what it seems like. It's not an important film. Yeah. I think it's a fun film, and like it's. I think it's way better than something like Something Wild. For oh, me, anyways, well, it's um, it's better than that. Yeah, <laughs> so I like it. I think if, if if you're a diehard Scorsese fan, I think it's definitely worth checking out. It's is obviously it's not his best film, nor was I think he was trying it to be his best film. Yeah, um, I give it a three. I think it's I think it's a fun okay, movie. I'm, so. I'm gonna give it like a one and a half. What? Whoa! I didn't like oh. it very much. I was worried Here's you were gonna. I, I was worried you were gonna scream at this one. No, so I thought no. maybe you would like. I mostly was just bored because so you didn't think things happened too crazy. So Griffin. Dunn wasn't as unlikable as like, I just some of the lost other interest. Okay. After a while, I'm like, well, it keeps jumping from thing to yeah, thing. I'm yeah, I'm like, yeah. I am. I. I mean, here's the thing. Sometimes a thing would happen that I expected to be interesting. Like they were going to give him a mohawk, force a mohawk, <laughs> and then they just like do a little thing, and I'm like, I want a fucking mohawk. Yeah, mohawk that piece of shit. I think I probably <laughs> would have gone all the way and done that. That yeah. would have been awesome. Yeah, I would have been yes, <laughs> full extra half star for full mohawk. But instead, he gets, like, one patch, and then you don't even notice it rest of the movie. And Not I'm really. Like, Every whatever. once in a while, I saw it. And I'm yeah, like, oh, periodically. It's cool. So, I'm, so I did believe that they actually did that shape oh. thing. Oh, and this was, an, I, I don't know if this was his first score. This might have been Howard Shore's first score with Scorsese. Howard Shore did the Lord of the Rings music. He did. Oh, the, really? It's a very electronic score. In fact, I don't know if I you're familiar see, I with... I don't to remember anything. Are you familiar with Tangerine Dream? Yes. Yeah. It sounded like a Tangerine Dream score okay. to me. Like, it was a very electronic... Okay, let, me let me see. I'm going to look at my notes. Look at your this notes. This was the first movie. Maybe I did write some stuff about music. Uh, <laughs> da, 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 da. I thought the music was cool. It, 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 well, it definitely felt the surreal... Uh, fit the surreal, different. dream-like uh, Oh, that's right. There was, I did write down background body bumping. That's, that's always. He was like seeing people in the back. Oh yeah, and they were oh, like, yeah. and they were, they were humping, and then one of them got like murdered. That <laughs> was crazy. So there's a scene in the movie that just it's it's, it's kind of has this dark, disturbing things once in a while. That's why it's like a dark comedy where he's just like in like a building and he's like looking at across the way to look into another building. And one at one point he sees a couple having sex, and then at another point he sees literally like someone shooting her husband. And I was like, yeah. holy and I'm shit! Like, were those the same people that were having sex? I don't know. I wasn't but, sure. But but and it was violent. I mean, it was it was it was really worse things. And then she just those, throws the gun away. And those squibs and like, like fuck, come on, that yeah. super dead. She's <laughs> just happy about him being dead. And and this is a world where the cops don't exist, right? Okay, yeah, the, the lynch mobs do. <laughs> yeah, lynch mobs very much exist. All right, so that's after hours. I think we're about done with that one. We are done. <laughs> Next right, movie, we have six other fucking movies. Next movie, let's talk about other movies is American Ninja. Okay. <laughs>
Have you seen this before? I, I, I'm pretty sure I probably had, but watching it, I literally recognized nothing. Oh. I'm like, I have to have seen American Ninja at some point. So, of course, the, if you know about American Ninja, there are five of these. Five yes. American Ninjas. They're all starring the same dude as American um, Ninja. That is incorrect. I think he's in four of them. He's not in the third one. Michael Dudikoff is not in the third one. They got someone else. And then the fourth... Is he playing the same guy? Nope. He's a different guy. A different American but Ninja. But David Bradley was the guy who played him in American... Or played the guy in American Ninja 3. And then in American Ninja 4, both of them are in it. Oh David Bradley God. and Michael Dudikoff. Oh, wow. Does he look confused the entire time? <laughs> but, you know super but you know who's also... Every time they showed his face, I'm like, why is he so confused? But you know oh, who's... just the way he is. But you know who's in um, American Ninja 3... Even though Michael Dudikoff's not, Steve James is still in it. The black guy. Oh, really? Well, that guy was awesome. He's my favorite thing in this movie. Oh, he's, so, he's so good. At, he's, he's here's awesome. the thing. The thing that I literally have in my acting. Uh, yeah. That guy is much more ripped. He oh, yeah. Like he actually could kick your ass. And he can also do a thing called acting. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So, American Ninja, this isn't going to change the world. It's Canon Pictures. No. Sam Fist, Furstenberg, and he made a few other ninja movies. He did Revenge of the Ninja. Which is a fucking awesome movie. <laughs> with, I mean, I'm sure it's fine. I didn't hate this movie. No, I didn't hate this movie too. So this is, it's not a good movie. The action in it is better than I expected it to be because I expected it to be real terrible. So okay? I don't think it's a good movie, but that's kind of why I like the movie. It, yeah. it kind of has this low yes. budget, cheesy charm to the film. There are a lot of people who make movies now yeah. that are trying to be this movie. Yeah, it's... And some of them succeed and other ones do it's not. It's just kind of fun. So, Michael Dudikoff is... It's funny. So, this is the actor, you know, they're trying to make him a big action star. He did not know martial arts. He is not an action star I like normally. Kind of sells it okay. Yeah. <laughs> he, he started off um, as a model in the 70s. He, I feel um, like he should be better looking. His <laughs> other his other big thing was that he was in um he was one of Tom Hanks's uh, crazy friends in Bachelor Party. He played okay. so he was in there. And then this was his first uh, for yeah. well into action films. And then after that, besides American Ninjas, he was in a movie called Avenging Force, also with Steve James in that movie. And then he was in River of Death, Platoon Leader. They did uh, all with Canon Pictures. So it's all he did all these action movies with Canon Pictures throughout the eighties. And he was a minor celebrity a little bit. Michael Dudikoff. He, he is a solid C action star. Absolutely. He's not even a B. Yeah, okay? no, I'm with He's you a on solid that. solid C to D action star. But it's okay? kind of fun to watch. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the plot of this film, if it really matters, doesn't really. His name is Joe. <laughs> I love that his name is That's just Joe. Just, and the, the, they give you the explanation on where that name came yeah, from, yeah, which yeah, is pretty yeah. funny. <laughs> you mean when Yoda picks him up? That's yeah, when they, him. Oh, the guy who trained him, only the only American name he knew was Joe. Yeah. <laughs> so he just said, your name's Joe now. <laughs> Because the because he was a kid, yeah, and then he got all this training, and then he, I, I have no recollection of how he lost his memory. He got amnesia. He at some said point. it was like it was an explosion or something yeah, like that. Something like that. But so, anyways, he's at this army base because because he went to jail. He had some crime or something. And they're like, well, you either go to jail, or do the army, or whatever. So he's in the army. Yeah, and no one wants him there because well, they don't like winning wars. Right, right. Okay. <laughs> so, well, what happens is um, a bunch of um, they're they're having this convoy in the beginning of the movie, and like the the general's daughter or something's there with her, and and then first it looks like a bunch of like kind of refugees are trying to steal it. All of a sudden, ninjas show up. And not only ninjas wearing black, but they got bright blue and orange and red ninja oh, suits. Yeah. They are full like <laughs> uh, they're they're the one of them is Donatello. 
One yeah. Coke is Donatello. One is Raphael. Okay. Right, right. They got their but color coding like outfits going. The whole idea, okay. they're supposed to be camouflaged. I'm like, um, you're going to be able to see all that shit because oh, they're yeah. bright colors. That's, but that's, they're that good, Austin. They don't need camouflage. They're not very you're good. You're dead before you they're ever They're actually kind of not good ninjas. They're amazing. He's just better. <laughs> He's just better. <laughs> so anyways, they try to steal this convoy, this truck. And anyways, he um, they try to kidnap the, the daughter of the general who's played by um, Judy Ar- yeah, Aronson. I, no recollection of who the hell she's she is. She's in uh, one of the girls in Weird Science that they fall in love with, the kids do. Well, she's cute as hell, so yeah. I guess it makes sense. I, so sure. I, at, at, uh, just to digress a little bit, at Crypticon last year, which is a horror con um, in Minneapolis, she that was... You, you don't even like horror things. No. You go to Crypticon. Well, you're weird. That's because my fiancé wanted to go. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> and we were running board games there. Anyways, oh. she was there as a guest, so I was like walking by, and there she was at her booth. Really? Stuff. Yeah, it was kind of neat. God damn it, I'd like to meet her. Yeah, it's cool. She's like, whatever, 50... Well, I guess you're 50. Yes, so, I'm whatever. 54. There you go. <laughs> I would happily meet how 50-year-old chicks. How old, how old is she? She's, she's 58. Yeah, there you go. Well, well within my zone. <laughs> Anyways, but then they, it's, it's so weird though with, with her relationship because, you know, right away when he's like trying to rescue her, she's just like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm not going in there. Oh, and then it's literally, very, very no, literally after he takes his shirt off, boom, she totally changed her mind. Yes. She, for the rest of the movie, she was like, oh my God. Hi, oh, how are you? Hey there, guy. She I, never I, treats I him like shit constantly... for the rest of the movie. It was yeah. literally, they get into the water to escape <laughs> and then like hold the dryer clothes. And then she's like peeking over the bushes, and he's like, you know, wringing out clothes, and is like, like a close yeah, up of, oh his, God, of yeah. his biceps. <sighs> and right away, she's just like, I'm easily like the fourth most ripped man in this movie, but still, I guess I'm hot. Okay. <laughs> so, and, and then, uh, so she brings him back, but the the general's still mad at this guy and stuff. But then you find out that. He's kind of a bad person too. So. There's, there's there's a plot of I can't remember what the fuck it is, but her dad ends up being the main bad guy with some drug dealers going yeah, on. So but then they hard. hire ninjas and yes, and I, then um so Michael Dudikoff, his character Joe, he doesn't uh, have any friends. No one likes him, but he ends up becoming friends with uh, Jackson, which is well, Steve after, James, after, the black guy. Yeah, after yeah. he gets after he kicks Jackson's ass, yeah. Well, he's just like, who are you, anyways? And they have this little fight. And he's like, you know what? You're okay. Yeah. I, and, it's a whole thing. Like halfway through the fight, I'm like, "Oh, that's his best friend." Yes, I can already tell. He's yeah, 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 best yeah. friend by the end of the fight. <laughs> and Steve James is so charismatic and so oh, fun. He's, he's such a great actor. Now, I don't know if you know this, but he died like five years later. He of pancreatic cancer when he was 42. Oh, Jesus so he Christ, did not. He should have been huge. Yeah, and I think he, he I think he would have still been working, had a career. Yeah, so, yeah, oh yeah. And I felt, yeah, it's it's too bad that he, he died way too young. You are correct. Um, he's all chemistry he's awesome he can have chemistry with did you anybody. ever see the keenan ivory wayne's movie i'm gonna get you sucker is that them no no it's keenan ivory wayne's but he plays oh no oh, okay he's in that Wait, he's in it he okay. plays kung fu joe oh, <laughs> and he's right. awesome in it this must have been like his last role or something it was five well, years no, later it was that was 88 was okay was, well, but okay. Uh, but 92 he might have died in 92. So I, well, there's a thing called the internet right here. You just look it up right now. 1993 at age 41. 41 yeah. So he was actually in his young, young 30s in this. Yeah. Which he, I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I actively was like, that dude is fucking significantly 
more ripped. Oh, then my God, that guy could. Sure. That guy doesn't lose fights. Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> they they uncover the plot and they're trying to figure this out. And even uh, the daughter is like trying to help them out too. And then there's a big showdown and there's fights and ninjas and bazookas and car chases and magic <laughs> and ma- and ninja magic ninja. And then there's a plot too with. With the with Joe's mentor, like he yeah. just magically happens to be around as like working as like a servant for the yeah. bad guy or something. Yeah, and then he, he seems to work for the bad guy. He magically pops he up, kind of works with the American Ninja. I can't remember his fucking name. Who cares? Joe. His, his name's American Ninja. Okay, <laughs> American Ninja, first and last name. Okay, they literally call him American yeah. Ninja in yeah. the movie. They do. They okay. Do. No. But yes, he ends up like. Giving him his final training. This will be your last class. I mean, he was literally one credit short of his graduation. <laughs> you know you're saying? Actually, one of my favorite things in the movie is I really liked the head bad ninja. He was pretty oh, fucking cool. He's awesome. Like he that has dude. this weird like tattoo, or, like right yeah. by his eye or something. His mark. Yeah, he's got like and a scar. In his there's face that too. one. That, that one, guy is intimidating. The first mm-hmm. scene when they when they're at the training scene and he takes out all those guys. That scene was awesome. I was like, yes, well, look at that guy. Every time like action stuff happened, I'm like, that was so much better than I ever expected. It to yeah, be. It's, but there it's is downtime in this movie. You're like, yeah. shut the fuck up, more ninjas. And now, okay? I've, one of my favorite. It's a bad. It's 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 bad, but it's fun. Is that car chase when he's. Uh, chasing the that one general's henchman or something, and I remember this thing. And when they're driving, you could tell that they couldn't afford even afford a green screen, so it's dark. Oh, it's just pitch black behind them. Pitch black behind them, and they're shaking the van or shaking the jeep. You I can do tell that, now. that they're actually doing that. that. But then, but then he bumps into him, and literally the general screams, and goes ah, and he turns and he hits a tree and. Oh, he explodes. Well, there's a there's one there's a thing before that, <laughs> that was in so there funny. where a different car hits a tree and then all the waterfalls. That shot was fucking amazing, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I'm like, yeah. holy shit! Other people who make movies that are action movies and there was rain. Yeah, you gotta understand. Take that, because obviously yeah. they didn't. That was that was real rain that had yeah. happened earlier that day or something. Right, and when all that water came off that tree because they hit a tree, and I'm like. Shit, they should do that in more movies because that was a really cool shot. So this movie did not make a lot of money. However, it only cost one million and it made ten million, so they made nine million dollars. Nine million more than you have. And that's been. why they made the second American Ninja right after that, and they did a third yeah. one, fourth well, one. They were basically um, their video gold. I've only seen the, the box first office, two. but obviously yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, in they, video form, these oh. things went crazy. So yeah, when I was a kid, I was like nine or ten. When I would go to sleepovers, my friends would like, "Hey, I rented American Ninja. Let's watch it." So we would and you're watch. Like, yes, yes, we watched American yes. Ninja. We watched all watch those Ninja American movies. Ninja. Did you watch all five American? So Ninjas I've only seen marathon? the. F- I've only seen the first two. So. I've never Austin. seen three. Austin. Maybe we should go back in time and watch all the American oh Ninjas. Let's go. I would, watch, I would watch two. I would, I'll watch them. Yeah. I, I'm assuming they're going to be as nonsensical fun as yeah. that was because I enjoyed the shit out of it. Yeah, no. it's a. would give it a cheesy, fun B-movie three. It's, 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 that's what I'm going to give. If there's a special B-movie rating, then yes. But a real movie rating? Two and a half. Two, two, two to two and a half. Okay? I agree with that. I can, I can see that too. But for how much enjoyment I got out of the film, it's a three. Yes. It's not a good movie. It's not like it's a not, super well-made but film. But somehow it's also, you're just... But it's fun. You're going to enjoy a good 45% of this. You're going to be like, <laughs> I love that part. The other 55%, 
just shut up. Give me more fucking ninjas, okay? <laughs> there are oh. periods of time where they're just, like, dialoguing, and there's, like, military shit going on. I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> well, Steve James is talking. I love it, so. Yeah, but he doesn't actually show up to, like, halfway through the fucking Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> So our next movie is Silver Bullet, Stephen King's Silver oh. Bullet. So I saw this back in whatever. I, um, I, I'm guaranteeing I had seen this just because I remembered nothing in it. So <laughs> but I also remember that I had seen it. So I saw this, and but I saw this on like Channel Nine when I was 11. So I saw it. It, it was edited. So I and so I oh. never saw the whole thing completely. Okay, there is go. There is some. Yeah, yeah. Some so there's gore in this and. I remembered when I watched this movie, I remembered probably like 20% of it. I was just like, I don't remember a lot of this movie. I remember so, nothing. So this was kind of like watching it for the first time, but there's one specific part of the film I remember and I'll go into it. Um, I think I probably know what it is. It's the most iconic and coolest scene in this fucking movie. It might not be, but I don't oh, know. Really? Okay. I'm not well, sure. Well, I'm not we'll, sure. We'll get there. Silver Bullets. Okay, so this is uh, based off of Stephen King. It's directed by, the credited director is Dan Attius. But what I didn't find out until after we got back, I looked up all the non-werewolf scenes were Don. I, I'm sorry, horror fans. Don Coscarelli. That's a lot of the movie. There's yeah, yeah, yeah. Don Coscarelli. He directed Phantasm, Beastmaster, Phantasm Two. He's the Phantasm. Well, then why guy. is he the he guy did... directing the non-werewolf parts of the movie then? So I'll tell you <laughs> this: a little behind the scenes before we get into the plot. Apparently, <laughs> the plot he, is werewolf. Okay, <laughs> they did um, a test of the werewolf suit, and they did not like it. So Don Cascarelli was like, okay, I'm going to film all the stuff without the werewolf first, and then we'll film the rest of it. But by the time they got the werewolf ready to go, he was still not happy with it, and he walked. Then... Well, then actively made it so you couldn't see the werewolf yes, that well. Right. Okay. So then um, another guy, and this is the his only credit, Dan Addius, they... Came up, and then he directed the rest of the movie. This is his only credit. His only, he might have done some TV stuff. His only theatrical credit, yeah. Because for a movie where the actual werewolf probably doesn't look that good, and they had to actually make it so you couldn't see him that well, they did an okay job. No, I think it's effective, <laughs> yeah. But but that's really interesting because Don Cascarelli is a very... Because he did Bubba Hotep as well, if you've ever seen oh, okay. Bubba I've Hotep. Seen, I have yeah, seen so, Bubba. you know, the okay. Phantasm movie. So I didn't realize that he was... Because as I was watching the movie, I'm like... Who's this Dan Addius guy? Because the way the frame is in this film, like, he's setting up the shots pretty fucking well. He does. Um, anyways, okay. Silver Bullet, it takes place in 76, but it looks like 1985. It does not look like 1976. There's no difference between 76 and 85, Austin. Zero. <laughs> not according to this film. Um, well, the main protagonist is actually Corey Haim is in the movie, and he plays... Um, whatever his name is. <laughs> I don't know. Wheelchair um, boy. Wheelchair boy. He's <laughs> he's in a wheelchair. He's you know, he's, um his name is Marty. Marty Koslov? That was his last name. I I, I, I saw that. It's in my notes. I don't There's remember it. on their mailbox it says I the Koslovs. I like, don't remember. Holy that at shit, all. their fucking name is Koslov. Oh my god, that's funny. Spelled like Koslov. Well, anyways, except for not, there's no E. <laughs> so it's about him, it takes place in a small town. There is a werewolf going around killing people like night by night and they're just taking out people in the small town and then they're also show like Corey Haim and his 
Um, he has got a relationship with his crazy Uncle Rad, played by Gary Busey. And yes. then also his sister's in there is too. And like, so, so they talk about a lot of... They show a lot of their relationship and brother and sister stuff. They mainly get along pretty well. It's just... As, as, as brother and sister, yeah, 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 one yeah. of them's like five years old and the other one? or Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 She's it's, pretty much a teenager and he's like, yeah, yeah. And, but then, and then they have his kid, or his, uh, the, um, his friend is kind of a jerk. The, the kid's, Corey Haim's friend. Yeah, the, he's, he's going well, around. he doesn't last long. <laughs> <laughs> they killed the kid. This that movie, was like, holy shit. This movie kills a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> fuck, we're going to watch another horror movie later. I'm going to tell you right now, they don't kill any fucking kids in that movie. Because <laughs> there aren't any kids in that movie. Oh, there are. There's two there girls. There are, there are. But yeah, they yeah, just yeah. leave. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, Silver Bullets. And then, so you're, it's kind of a mystery a little bit. Going like, well, who's... It's, it's Werewolf, the, the board game. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The game. For you're like, like the first... Yeah, yeah. Half. Well, who is it? You don't know who it is. Is it? Uh, is wait, it I, I is knew it, it was. Yeah. Is it the bar? <laughs> is it the bartender? Is it the reverend? Is it this guy? Is it this guy? You know, you know, you're trying to find out who it, it is. It might be the guy who's actively telling you not to go try to kill the werewolf. <laughs> uh, well, whatever you guys do, I I don't believe you should kill people. Or it's maybe the uh, actor who looks the most evil because he has a crazy yeah. looking face. But he um, also literally before they do the reveal, he has like a dream. Which is amazing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. But also basically tells you. So <laughs> ends up, uh, oh, the, one really cool part in the movie was when Gary Busey builds his nephew uh, a, a motorcycle well, pretty much called the Silver Bullet. That's whole, that's, his that's whole thing. He has his one wheelchair, yeah, yeah, yeah. which says Silver Bullet. Yeah. And then he gets another one called Silver Bullet. And I'm like, there may be fucking actual Silver Bullets in this fucking movie or else. There is. <laughs> there is, okay. there is. And, but, of course... Corhaim finds out about this. There's oh, it's a werewolf killing people, and he's trying to figure out who did it. And he actually gets actual proof that there is a werewolf because he sees the werewolf, and then he shoots it in its eye with a bottle rocket. Yes. And then you're like, okay, go around and try to find people that don't have any eye. That has in the most eye. baffling thing in this yeah. fucking movie is his best friend was murdered by a monster. Yeah. At night, and numerous people got killed at night. Wheelchair boy decides I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go out in the middle of fucking night all by myself. And I'll that was the one thing that I was like, monster what? tries to kill me, and I'm like, duh! It's the middle of the night in Murder Town. You that moron. was probably the only part where I was just like, really? I don't think I would have done that. But what do you mean? Whatever. That was the only part. Well, well so the, his the uncle part, the part makes of the him most. a fucking motorcycle. That was pretty awesome. Harley Davidson, and then his parents just say. Fine. Okay. Ah, they were like a little like... Oh. They were a little bit. Instead, what they should have done was like, you're never speaking to your uncle again. He's obviously a fucking well, actually, moron. Well, actually, <laughs> actually the, Gary Busey's like, don't, 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 don't go that fast around your parents. <laughs> just, just take a look at it. <laughs> it's a motorcycle. It looks like a fucking spaceship. It's so fucking fast. <laughs> so there's a big confrontation at the end because they lose the werewolf... Uh, um, to, to their house or whatever, and Gary Busey's still skeptical about it, but he helps him out anyways because he loves him. This movie knows exactly what type of movie it is, it, and, it and I think it's an effective film. It's, I think it's it's, it's fun. It's, it's fun. It's a fun movie. The scene I was talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has a dream, the Reverend. Yeah, it's where great. he's it's like, great. in it's it's like Sunday, and he's giving his sermon. Yes, and then in the mid sermon, the entire congregation turns into fucking werewolves. Yeah, and I'm like. Holy shit, yeah, this really scene cool is amazing. Scene. And I'm sitting there, I hope this isn't a dream. I want everybody a fucking werewolf. If the rest of this movie became, this yeah. is literally a town full of werewolves, that would be amazing. Well, then, it was a then, dream. Then when the there's one fucking werewolf. And it's the Reverend's <laughs> dream, and you're like, oh, I wonder who the werewolf is now. I kind of was pretty sure it was him already. Right. So, <laughs> as a kid, I didn't figure that out. 
I didn't, oh, no, I didn't know who the werewolf you were, is. You were a toddler. So I was kind of, I was kind of watching. I, I think I missed the beginning of the movie. I, I came in probably twenty minutes in. You I'm watching the movie. Remember when yeah. you saw this? Yeah, I don't have memories before I was twenty five years old. So okay. I'll, I'll remember this because I don't really like horror films, and even as a kid, I hated them because I got scared really easily. Okay, but my brother's like, oh, let's watch this, and, so, and he was a little younger than me, but he didn't mind horror films. So I must have been eleven. He was ten. We were home alone. So okay. we were, you know, my mom was out wherever well, in a meeting in or previous roller episodes, or something. We have learned your parents suck at parenting. Okay, <laughs> oh, yeah, bring me to Tarzan <laughs> the Ape Man. Fucking yeah. radar movies when you're eight years old. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, we're watching the movie, right? And you know, they have the scene with the the bottle rocket goes into the eye, yes. and you're like, okay, now they're looking around, and I'm terrified, kind of at the edge of my seat. Every time they open the door, because she's going around trying to do like a food drive or a can drive, and I'm like, they, the person's That's... coming. Okay, there's no. Okay, no eye, no eye. Okay, I'm good. And then she goes to the reverend's house, and I relax. And because then you fucking religious doofus. And, just assume the and I relax. And they do this great pan. Where they the actively camera... are making it so you can't see half of his face. So you, they have this. They have this pan where it's panning the girl. You see the girl kind of walking with the with the things. She's like, "Hey, Reverend, I got the cans." They're like, okay, put them back in the shed. And the camera pans, and he's in the front ground, like in the far yeah. in the right. And boom, he's got an eye patch on. I screamed louder than ever. I was like, ah! scared the shit out of my brother and. I had to turn off the TV. Now I remember why you... Now I know why you remember. Because for some stupid, moronic child reason, I, you... Because I will admit, that yeah. whole sequence was awesome. Yeah, it was she cool. was terrified. Yeah, yeah, But she was like, I have to find out who the werewolf is. Yeah, yeah, And yeah, so yeah, she's yeah. like... Yeah. Yeah, she took the towel off that yeah. one dude's head. Yeah. And I'm like... Oh, right? Yeah. And I'm like, dude, you, this is wrong. Okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. That guy is going to... Horrible, horrible things to you. He's a creepy <laughs> middle-aged man. Okay? But then she goes to the priest, and I'm like, I already knew it was him. Because yeah. they basically had informed us. Because yeah. the dream already happened, so. right? Yeah, the dream already happened at that and point. You, did, you fuck. Children are stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't know. But I but I skipped, and then I didn't watch a horror film for like another three or four years after that. Wow. I, didn't, I didn't like horror films. See, the fact that the shit this out of me. movie this was the one that did has it. got the memory yeah. thing. Because yeah. I remember when I was like 10. Yeah. Oh, no. Okay, when did Christine come out? Eighty three. I was. I was, I was, I was like fifteen. I was probably. I turned 14 15, or fifteen. I was fourteen or fifteen. I went to go see that, but I was in small town Wisconsin. All oh, right. I had to walk home afterward, <laughs> and there are cars everywhere, and oh, I'm like, I'm fucking terrified. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, that I do remember. I yeah. remember stuff like that. So, but yeah, this movie's fun. What's great about it? I think Gary Busey's awesome in this movie. He's, he's red. He's, this is before he ever. Well, he was still pretty crazy at this point. He was crazy, but it was before he was medically crazy because he had his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, also, but also, didn't he play Buddy Holly like a year earlier? No, is, that was like when was that? It was seventy eight. So that was a while. Oh, ago. Was that? Oh, that yeah, was, was that was that much earlier. Okay. Yeah, he did DC okay. Cab before this. Now, yeah. okay. Gary Busey like this he was movie, forty, and I'm like, it's oh, so funny because I'm listening to his dialogue, and there's a line in the movie that he goes that he's just like, "Man, I'm as happy as a virgin on prom night." And then I'm like, "Wait a minute." Point Break's one of my favorite movies. I'm going like in Point they Break. They stole that in Point Break. No, in Point Break. Point Break stole that. Get, no, movie. Gary Busey says oh. they are gone like a virgin on prom night. Oh my! He's God. just making up dialogue in his movies because I looked at the behind the scenes oh. of this so movie. You did. He ad libbed most of his dialogue in this oh, film. I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> However, watched it, I very much. But what's kind of interesting about it though is that they said that. They did multiple takes. Some he did the scripted dialogue, and some he did ad libs. The director and and Stephen King, 
um, who wrote the screenplay, they liked his ad-libbing more, so they kept okay. it into the movie. Cool. And and it fits, and I think he's fun, because he plays this alcoholic uncle. And, right here, and, uh, Busey is great as a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's he's, exactly what he wants. But he's a likable piece of yeah, shit. Yeah, he is. You know, and it, he's fun. Corey Haim is actually pretty good as for as far as eighties kid acting is. Like he's good. Well, that's you right. like I him ever, I, Oh, I, I like Corey yeah, Haim. I, he's awesome. Corey Haim is fine in this. Yeah, Everett McGill. I mean, plays here's the, the thing. I you, he's barely recognizable. Yeah, because he doesn't look like the Corey Haim from three years yeah, later. Right. Okay. Uh, although he is really pretty good at acting like. His legs don't work. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm like, fuck, because I, I did a good job. He climbs up a tree at one point, and they only show him in the tree. And I'm like, is this like a flashback to how he like <laughs> hurt himself? No, he climbed up there without his legs. And I'm like, oh, he's, he's a lot stronger than I am. <laughs> oh, he's pretty good. Everett McGill plays the Reverend. He's he's good in the movie. Like, oh, he is. He's good. creepy he's good. shit. And it, it's it, good. Like the, the the scene when he could after it's revealed that he's the werewolf, pretty much, and he's confronting Corey Haim's sister in that shed. Holy shit. That was yes, that's that's that, scary shit. That is scary. That's a really good scene. Yes. Yeah. That scene is amazing. Now, okay, apparently in this version of werewolves, yeah. a werewolf has full memory of everything they've done when they were werewolves. Yes. Which is fine. Okay? It's just a different <laughs> I don't give movie. a shit. Yeah. It's a different movie. <laughs> it is it is hilarious in this that they talk about how werewolf stuff is all bullshit. Yeah. Except for Silver Bullet's part, and I'm like Pretty sure you can just shoot him, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's just a person well, who turns into a dog, okay? I mentioned it a little briefly, but I think the direction's really good in the film. I, it, it's shot in two, three, five aspect ratio, so it's widescreen. Yeah. So seeing it in the theater on a big screen, it's it's really good looking. I like all of the werewolf kill scenes. They're really well done. They're like good. the scene when that girl's on her oh, bed. The first one, the werewolf swipes some dude. His oh. head goes shooting her off again. Like, oh my god, this movie starts out awesome. And that was <laughs> that was James Gammon again. He was in uh, the greatest, but James Gammon was uh, he's the coach in Major League. He's got that voice like that as James Gammon. But the he didn't last long in this movie. The second <laughs> the second kill was that one girl, that one lady. Yeah, on the bed. That was because really effective. That was this thing where she was pregnant, and her the, yeah. her, the guy who, who the guy who knocked her up is like, yeah, no, I want nothing to do with this. And she was she was like contemplating killing herself. Yeah, and then later on, the priest is like, I stopped her from killing herself. Yeah, she didn't go to hell. And I'm like, how do you even know? Right. Okay, well, and you weren't there listening. You were a fucking dog person who jumped in through the window and yeah. murdered her. Okay, I thought the kill was really <laughs> cool too. With uh, the uh, when he when the werewolf comes up through the stairs and then like guy falls and gets impaled on the piece of wood. Oh yeah, like, holy shit! There's, this movie yeah. is a lot better than I expected. Me it to too. Be. I didn't expect it to be as good as you know. It was fun. It was fun. And, and I and I do agree. Yeah. If you are, I would because this is like a, literally going to be the heart of a PG thirteen. If you're fucking 13 and well, you watch R, this... Though. It was R, It was R. It was R. But now I think it'd be a rage. Be Meh, maybe. Because the know. gore in it doesn't look particularly gory. Yeah. I mean... You the practical be, effects are really good in it. They're though. actually pretty good. They're, they're, yeah, but I, like I mean, it. if you're 13 and you watch this, you're... It, like, yeah. you were not 13 because you were your parents 11. were terrible. But, uh, <laughs> well, they didn't know I was watching. Well, I also but... 11. 11 is close enough. Yeah. It was edited. It was on TV, too. So I was like, This was the TV version they were watching? Yeah. It was, okay. it, but it wasn't the gore that got me. It was seeing yeah. the Reverend and his The fact iPad. that yeah, yeah, yeah. you found out who the... Yeah. The and I was like, was. ah! Yeah. <laughs> Austin, that's why I love you so much. Okay? Because that... I get to Anyways, use that. I get to use that. I know. We're, we're, we're sitting on this movie a little too long, but I... I give it a three. Sorry, oh, it's yeah. fine. I, think I liked it. I liked it as a three. 
Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I, I think it, it's it's better than I remembered. Me too. I remembered it does have only one silver bullet. Yeah, and the kid Corey Haim just shoots the monster, and the monster stays dead. And I'm like, that's the end of the movie. I guess <laughs> <laughs> it is the end of the movie. No, no, I I think it's I think it was good. Yeah, I was really surprised by how much fun I was having watching the films. So. Yes, I think they oh, some of the transformation stuff in this. Obviously, because this is after it's not as good American as Ameri- Werewolf. It's not as good as American Werewolf. But it that is, movie's awesome. But if that if American Werewolf did, hadn't existed yeah. and and this came yeah. out, this would be almost as well known. Probably some of that yeah. shit was yeah. fucking amazing. I think so. Yeah, it was. Uh, I thought it was pretty well done. So let's go on to talk about a significantly worse movie. Codename <laughs> Emerald. Well, it's such a weird unknown film. Yeah. So Codename Emerald action drama film. It says directed by Jonathan Sanger who is not really a known filmmaker. It's got a pretty crazy cast. It's got Ed Harris, Max von Sydow. It's got Eric Stoltz. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a lot of people who I know can act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, But also, they're in this movie for some reason. And somehow <laughs> don't do the acting part. Really? I, th- I th- act uh, well, uh, fine. You know who I really liked in the movie was this guy, Horace... What's Bo- his face? Bushes. Max. Max is great. I like this I actually, guy. I thought Max was the best actor. Max von Sydow? Yeah, because he's just amazing and no right, right, everything right. he does. So this is... Um, Pretty standard. They, I think the idea was to make an old-fashioned type World War II movie, yes. kind of like The Great Escape, and except for stuff like that. Those movies will have are, are good a modicum <laughs> of tension. Yeah. Okay. In this, no, there's no tension. He's literally a double agent. Yeah. And you're not, and it, and already you're in it. Like he's not going to end up being an actually actually a Nazi who's the double agent. He's an be... allied guy who's a double agent. Yeah. He's yes. not a triple agent, and you know that immediately. Yep. And I'm like, just if if I had any fear that he might be a triple agent, this movie <laughs> would be such a better movie. I think so, too. Yeah. I think that you kind of hit the nail on the head because tension is what this film lacked. For sure. It, yeah. Um. So, handsomely, looks the art direction and everything looks great. It looks like Nazi... Occupied France or whatever. Oh, yeah. You know, they got the swastikas all it's around. Fine. It yeah. looks really, the locations are great. What it is is, so there's an, um, it's called Operation Overlord is what this is. And the Overlord is. That's just D-Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Over, yeah. And this, which is a thing I had never heard of. Overlords are people yes. who know when D-Day and where D is going to happen. Yep. I'm like, I actively looked it up on the internet afterward. And I'm like, yeah. I, I can find no other place in the world where the code name of Overlord is for people who know what a DD is. That was just this okay. movie. Yeah. It's just this fucking movie. So Eric Stoltz, who's pretty young in this film, and he was a but, lieutenant. But he, was lieutenant. Supposed to be, he was supposed to be in Back to the Future, and then he was in this pile of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that is, there's your connection right there, yeah. Well, the other connection is there's another World War II movie. Yeah. And there's another prison movie. See? Oh, this has the yeah. triangle. Yeah, there we go. This movie is the crux of the triangle. So Eric Stoltz <laughs> plays Wheeler, Lieutenant Wheeler, and he's the overlord that knows when D-Day is going to happen, and he's in custody. Well, apparently uh, Ed Harris also knows all this stuff. Yes, okay. so Ed Harris, well, and then his his superior officer, played by Patrick Stewart. Yes, with a mustache. Yes, and he <laughs> he uh, sends him on this mission. Is like you know, and and uh, but then Max von Sydow is part of the German army. Helmut Berger, and then uh, another actor named. I can't pronounce his name. Is it Horst Buckholtz or Horst Buckholtz? Nope. Couldn't tell you. <laughs> I actually really liked him in the movie. He was in another Which movie. Which one was he? It's, <laughs> was he the fake good guy, bad guy? Because at one point, one of the other Nazis he doesn't know is also supposed to be a double agent, but he doesn't know who it so is. So it's him, at but he's point, like 20 years older. At <laughs> one point, they try to make you think it's one person who it isn't. It ends up yeah. being Max. Okay? Right. 
So, yeah, I, I think that's the guy they were trying to yeah. fool you in, and I thought he was really good in the movie, actually. It was actually my favorite performance. But Ed Harris, I mean, he's fine in the movie. Here's the thing yeah. that's baffling to me. How not engaging Eric Stoltz is in this movie at all. No. I, God I, damn, does he just, like, boring in this. And I'm like, yeah. I know you're good at acting. Why are you so shitty in this movie? So, <laughs> er, what, what happens is Ed Harris is he goes into prison with him because... Well, the Nazis put him in there because the Nazis thinks that Ed Harris is a Nazi. Yes. But they're like, you know what? Pretend that you're American and go into this prison yes. cell and try to get the information from Which him. Which I'm like, is his character actually American? The first thing you see him doing is he's playing cricket. Yes. And I'm like, is he a British guy? He could do a really good American accent? I don't know what his character is at all. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. They, they don't really go into it. For <laughs> no, sure. they do not. And so then the whole Ed Harris thing, it's like, but then he's trying to tell Eric Stokes, like, we're actually going to get you out of here. And, you know, and then so there's this big escape plan. What it should be is this kind of momentum leading up to this great big escape. And it just like, okay, let's walk out the gate and drive up. And here's your plane. And that's the end of the movie. They escaped. They escaped <laughs> in really like. They were trying to make it so suspenseful, and I'm like, this is the least suspenseful, it's, suspenseful thing I've ever and so seen. The, the, and, and then the thing that I also have a problem with, too, in the movie is that they shoot her this romance in with Ed Harris. and well, it's out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. She's like a contact that he yeah. has, and then... Should we sleep together? Like, go to I guess Yeah, yeah. There's another movie later on where a similar thing happens. It's very baffling to me. Okay. I mean, over and over and over again in that one. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> so, yeah, this this movie. So, I don't know. I don't think. And you. I'm probably not rating as low as you. I don't think it's an awful movie, but it's really generic and it's kind of boring. The movie's just kind of there. I'm watching it and I'm like, wow, this. It, it looks. You know, it's presented nice. I I like the the production design. The premise is interesting. I like some of the performances. Um, Ed Harris in particular, I didn't really find him engaging. And what I think the big problem was, and I th- this was a problem with a lot of movies, especially in the eighties when they did World War Two movies, American movies doing World War Two, is that they wouldn't have them speaking their like the German language. Yes, I it should have been. In, it should they should have had subtitles. Have a German accent when they're talking like that. Well, everyone else, these guys were super obviously just Americans playing well, Germans, and I'm like, at least do a fucking accent. Well, okay? the main the main three German guys, Max von Sydow, Horst, and uh, uh, Helmut Helmut Berger, they had German accents, and then Ed Harris is talking with his American accent. I'm like, do they suspect anything or well, what's going he on? He actively says he is American, oh, right. but he identifies as German, German right. and he doesn't think of Americans as anything. Yes. That's right. There's like some point where they even ask him something about Americans and he goes like, I don't know, they're just fucking Americans. Okay, is what he's, he's I was, trying to point it off. He doesn't yeah, I was, I was pretty underwhelmed watching the film. It, so it is. I'm, it's, it's very underwhelming. I'm giving it a two. It's just kind of eh. a one and a half. One, one and a half. half. Yeah. I actually, boy, you know, it might be a one because I am. I'm honestly sitting here trying to come <laughs> I didn't up with hate anything it. about it that I found not boring. Any type of engagement. I'm looking at my notes. <laughs> is Ed American in this? Couldn't tell you. Okay. <laughs> Although Patrick Stewart's mustache is awesome, I can't move up a star for a fucking mustache. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yes, and here. Oh no, they added romance. Meaningless bullshit romance. Yeah. God was... damn, I don't understand the romance in this movie. I'm going one star. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Also, yeah. Here's the thing, Austin. Yeah. Have you ever owned a copy of this movie? No. Have I ever owned a copy of this movie? No. That's proof that we travel in time because you are not going to find this movie anywhere. Oh, okay? yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. 
fucking findable so, in 2023. I did find out there. So there is a, a DVD that came out in 2010 by I think I, I don't know if it was Warner Archives or something, but they they, they have released a DVD version of it. So God. you can order it on Amazon. Yeah, there's no Blu-ray. No, there's no Blu-ray. There's nobody no cares about this movie, no. including Ed Harris, right? <laughs> and Patrick Stewart. Yeah, and Max von <laughs> and Eric Stoltz. Uh, oh, Eric, oh yeah, no, 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 no. Eric cares Stoltz is like they kicked me off. Of, they kicked me off Back to the Future. I'm stuck with this. I'm gonna sit in a prison, and I have to sort of act. I guess. Speaking of prison, our next Speaking movie, of prison. Kiss of the Spider Woman. So this was directed. You had never seen this. I've never seen it. Okay. Directed by Hector Babenko. I want to say that they have now they have made this into a musical, a Broadway musical. Actually, weird. Okay, <laughs> right? Like out of all the really movies, weird. Why Broadway musical? Are they sitting in prison cells, just singing. And does he sing about a movie he saw one time? A problematic, weird movie that he saw one time. Just, just, the, just, the, just to clarify, I want to see type. if it is. Yeah, You're yeah. Bad at typing. Kiss of the Spider Woman. Musical. musical. I want to say, that, or it's a Broadway play or Could something. Could be off-Broadway or something. Yeah, they did. Oh they made a God. musical. and I mean, granted, because almost all of it takes it place. It was in 1990 that they did it. In a prison yeah. cell, mm-hmm. it's a very turn-into-a-play yeah. situation. But they turned it into a musical. It was, it was based on a novel. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> Anyways, back to the movie, Kiss of the Spider-Woman. Well, I'm sorry, what year was the musical? 90. Okay, okay. Was the that first makes one. more sense. So, that was five years after Because there are yeah. huge aspects of the movie that do not fucking hold up in 2023. Oh, no, okay. no, no. Of course, of course not. Of course not. <laughs> so, and it was based on a novel, too, from 76. Yeah. Stars William Hurt, who won Best Actor for his role in the film. He plays a gay man, some might say trans man I or whatever. I think this movie is confused about the differences between gay, trans, and pedophile. Okay? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so his name is Molina, Louise Molina. Raul like, Julia Valentine, and he's a political prisoner. So th- yeah. it takes place. Is it in some Latin American country? They never really. They never tell really you. say. No, it could be African for all I know. Yeah. Well, now see, know. I'm looking at the Wikipedia. It says Brazil. So okay, there you well, go. Brazil. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> okay. So William Hurt and and Raul Julia, they are um, cellmates, and it opens with William Hurt. Going over, um, talking about a movie that he saw, and he's like yes. acting it out, and he's you know kind of trying to put on a costume and doing voices and stuff. Um, I had found out before I watched this yeah. that William Hurt won yeah. awards for this, yeah, best actor, and literally 15 minutes in, and I'm like, why did he win any awards for this movie? <laughs> oh, you didn't like that? Really? God damn, he's so terrible. I don't think he's I terrible. Think he's in the film. Really, oh, no, it's like I'm gonna act like this person. Who I've never met, but I think this is what gay people act like, and I'm like, hey, you should probably talk to a gay person. So okay? I liked most of his performance. There was one scene when he gets poisoned, where he's like, Ugh, uh, and I was like, Ooh. well, here's the thing: Raul Julia is a hundred times oh, better than he is. He should have been nominated for this. Oh, movie. He's, he's a million he's, times he's really, better in this fucking movie. He's really good in the film. I really like Raul Julia in it. So actually, the the premise of the film could be pretty pretty quick. Because what it is uh, is... Well, it's the movie we just watched. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyways, so there's their cellmates, and um, Raul Julia is this political prisoner, and to try to cheer him up, or just to pass the time, William Hurt is constantly talking about a movie that he once saw, and then, which um, Valentina's like, it's a Nazi propaganda film. Oh, yeah, that was yeah. a great scene. Where yeah. he's like, because in, mo- in his description, well, okay, yeah. the movie they show us 
is very obviously not the movie he saw because nobody would like the movie that we're seeing. Okay, Absolutely. it's fucking awful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's like talking about how he doesn't care about the politics and that's what the romance. And I'm like, talk to a gay person, you fucking weirdo. Okay. <laughs> But then you find out later on that the warden is they're trying to get information from Valentine and uh, William Hurt. They're using William Hurt to try to get it out of him. That's kind of like the like the twist that happens halfway through the movie. You're like, oh shit, he's so he's like a contact. Yes. But William Hurt actually is starting to fall in love with Raw Julia, and yes. and interesting, Raw Julia kind of has feelings for him too. I'd be part of that is. He's like literally the only person he's talked to for months. Yeah, so okay. yeah, so they it's end up a guy actually, who obviously will blow him. Yes, so he's like, oh, sure, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then there's like these flashback scenes of like showing um, the movie and also showing Raw Julia's uh, past romance too. They show some of that. Yes, um, played by the same woman. Yeah, Sonia as, Sonia Braga as what's her as so his, I, like dream woman basically. Be, so back in the eighties, <laughs> they. They were in like three or four movies together. So so I always thought they were married in real life, but they weren't. So oh, Braga, really? oh. yeah, she was. They were also in Moon Over Parador together, and in The Rookie, the Clint Eastwood movie. They oh, played. Oh. They, they're both the villains in the film. Sonia Braga and Rod Julia are What's the villains. What's the Rookie? It's Charlie Sheen and Clint Eastwood in a buddy movie. Oh. Guess we're gonna have to go back to 1990 and watch that movie. All right. Oh, why did I even say anything? <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyways. Um. So this movie is. Kind of feels like a play, obviously, because it, it, it's just most of it takes place in the prison, and it really focuses on the relationship and the characters. For most of the film, I kind of like the relationship, and I really like Raul Julia in the film. The pro- the problematic part that you're talking about is William Hurt is in prison because he's a pedophile. Yes. Yes. He's also, as much as they're saying gay, he's obviously is trans. Yes. He actively, if I if I wasn't such a coward, I'd cut it off. Yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah, yeah. And stuff, like and, stuff, and stuff like that. But yes, it does appear, the people who made this or wrote the original novel yep. just think gay and pedophile are the same thing. And I'm like, <laughs> those are not the same thing, okay? Pedophiles and trans, are almost too. always yeah, straight, yeah. okay? Right. <laughs> They're just monsters, okay? <laughs> gay people aren't monsters. No, not at all. I mean, there are monsters who are gay, uh, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. monsters everybody. Because human beings are terrible. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I really like Raul Julian. This William Hurt, I like a lot of his performance, but there's a couple scenes when, like, the scene when he gets poisoned, and I'm like, ugh, like, he's not doing a very good job. My biggest problem with the film, the thing, because I actually didn't hate the movie, and I liked a lot of it, but I can't quite fully recommend it because you already mentioned it, the movie within the movie, it was, that should have been super stylish and super awesome. Yeah. Like every time it went to it, it should have been amazing. But instead it was it's just, just like, it's the, not good. It's, it's boring, boring. And it's not, it's not even like, I don't understand what you f- find interesting in this movie. Yeah. Mr. And, Hurt. And I feel like, movie is terrible. and I feel like that that was kind of the core of the heart of the film. Is, is this yeah. whole movie within a movie. And, okay, yeah, sure, they shot it in a little shade of, like, tint or black and white or sepia yeah, tone well, or whatever. Yeah, the second movie, yeah. the actual Spider-Woman movie, yeah, 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 that yeah, is yeah. barely in the movie. Yeah. And I feel like that must be, maybe it's more in the novel or something. Maybe, I don't because know. Because they named the fucking movie so, after this meaningless scene, yeah. okay? But yeah. that one's in black and white. <laughs> right, right. And the end stuff, you know, with William Hurt and some of the intrigue stuff was kind of interesting, I thought. Well, when um, it gets revealed, because I was like, because literally yeah. the problem is we had just watched Codename Emerald. Right. So I'm immediately seeing this and I'm like, 
I wonder if one of these people is actually like a fake. Yeah. Okay. Because that would be weird if that happened. Yeah, yeah. Movie. Just like, oh, look what happened. Shit, what do you know? <laughs> but I actually found it more interesting some of the in the conversation that Hurt's character had yeah. with the prison guard. Yeah. Because he wasn't like what they tried to do in Emerald, where he was put in there specific for this. He was his actual cellmate. Yeah. They were just trying to say, yes. well, let you out early if you yep. just fucking yep. interrogate him or yep. tell us stuff that you find out yep. and stuff like that. So that was more interesting. Yeah. The poisoning thing. Because it was very obvious yeah. when he had a stomach thing, and then yeah, because they were trying to poison thing. Stu- yeah, but it, it reveals it later. He actively made me take the figure four shit. There was nothing I could do about it, <laughs> and I didn't eat it in front of him. He would get super suspicious. Yeah. So of course he feels like maybe he should be suspicious on the next day when he's the one with the stomach ache <laughs> immediately after eating food. But whatever. Okay. I really wanted to love this movie. Um, I think there are some good stuff in the film. I especially um, it's worth seeing. I think for Rob Julia, I think he's really good yes. in the film. And, and you know, and there's not enough performances around of him because he died too young as well. He died. Yeah, he in, died in his early fifties. Yeah. yeah, right after and, playing M. Bison. His yeah, his yes. greatest film. Role. I fucking love Street Fighter. <laughs> but but yeah, so I, it, it was really cool to see him in this. So that was where I got most of my enjoyment from. But yeah, I wish the movie within the movie worked a little better for me. So I'm at a two and a half on it. So. Here's the weird thing yeah. about this movie. There are, after the big reveal happens, Mm -hmm. I'm like, boy, I bet you there were cool tells in the first half of this movie, but I have no fucking interest in watching this movie again. again. This movie is going to be, it's just going to annoy me in completely different ways because I can see stuff in the past. I'm like, that was a tell. And I guess that makes sense, but I don't want to watch that again. So fuck this movie. Okay. (laughs) But what'd you give it one and a half? Two and a half. Two I give it two and a half because I enjoyed I'll, most of it actually. Because th- I'm sitting here and there were things about the hurt character that, that really annoyed me. Yeah. At the end, he basically tries to help this people that Raul Julia yeah. has yep. told him about. Yep. And he gets them killed. Yeah. Okay. And he dies. And then Raul Julia dies, but he seems to have an afterlife. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm yeah. like. What's going on in this fucking the, movie? The Spider Woman rescues him. Yay. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I'm it's like, like, so yeah. I was trying to be surreal. In, I'm and here's stuff. the thing. In '85, I'm pretty sure that I would have been on the side of this movie. I think and so said, too. I'm I like, think so this too. It was amazing. It's just that it's 2023. Yeah. And that his portrayal is so fucking terrible. Yeah, because I think what and I think that's what it was. Two um, stars for me. Okay. I'm going to have to go two. That makes sense because it's almost like there's a there's a good idea well, here. Because with William Hurt at this point, like he was, he was kind of being celebrated, and, and but he was playing, you know, more masculine types. And then when he did this, people were like, "Holy shit! Look what he can do!" And I get it. That's probably what why he got the recognition that yeah. he did. Well, okay, but here's the weird thing. Yeah. Really weird thing. After seeing this movie. Yeah. After seeing Codename Emerald, right after seeing yep. Codename Emerald, like yep. this, what if Codename Emerald had started where he was betraying? The Stoats character, and then after the reveal happens, there you find out no, he's actually working with Stoats, yeah. but he couldn't tell him until they go on this weird walk. Absolutely, you know what? Holy shit, would that be? You know what? Possibly. Wow, be you know what? Okay, we're gonna make a movie right now. So, yeah, Cold Name Emerald. If it started with them in prison, yeah, and you see Eric Stoltz, and you're like. And then when you find him, like, holy shit, he's a Nazi. And then, oh, holy shit, he's actually not a Nazi. Yeah. That would have been awesome. <laughs> it will mostly be because the tension of, like, which one of these two's truths? Yeah. He's telling both the Nazis and the yeah, prisoner yeah. what they want to hear. What does that mean 
to reality. But, but that it, movie could be freaking amazing. I think so too, and I think because but both these movies dropped the ball on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. The moment you find out in this, yeah, you know, hundred percent. Yeah. No, granted, he doesn't want to betray, but he also doesn't want to be in prison anymore. No, he wants okay. to get out of there. <laughs> No, that I, prison that, is, is although that prison looks shitty, their cell is as big as my fucking house. Well, okay, a, their cell is so there's huge. Some, there's some good news there. We fixed Codename Emerald. We, we did. did. <laughs> we fixed it. An actual remake of Codename Emerald. Holy shit! That, that movie yeah. would be a good movie. That would be fun. Okay, our next movie, Meryl Streep. You picked this. You wanted to see a Meryl Streep movie? I'm sorry. Here we go. <laughs> Here comes plenty. Here we go. Uh, plenty so, is the name I'm of the so film. Sorry, I was Fred, It's so bad. Fred Shepisi. Fred Chappis, directed it. He directed... It's funny. You know what he directed right after this? He did Roxanne. Roxanne, I the love The Steve Martin movie. I loved Roxanne. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm he's an Australian. I like it now after seeing this movie. He's, a, he's an Australian uh, director. Um, Although, because this was based on a play, and I think most of the problems with this are because yeah. the original play sucks. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> so this is a World War II. takes place in World War II well, a little bit. This movie spans 20 years, and it focuses yeah, on Meryl Streep's character who plays Susan. There's so many things in the movie that are not clear about how time uh, moves, and nobody looks older. I am going to get there. <laughs> <laughs> I might have a screaming moment. Yes! <laughs> so... <laughs> As close as I can get, awesome. maybe, anyways. <laughs> You're excited. I'll be, I'll be a whisper quiet. <laughs> whisper quiet. So, in this movie, so, I'm just going to do a very brief overview of this. So, Meryl Streep plays Susan, who works for, like, she's a British courier during, like, you know, almost, like, for the underground or whatever. She meets a guy, Sam Neill. She bangs him. And then she I'm meets... shrugging! And then... And then... <laughs> I'm literally doing the big shrug meme. You see, and then that. you see a dead guy, <laughs> and it's like, oh, there's Meryl Streep's husband. I'm like, wait, wait a minute. And then Charles Dance comes in, who's the bad guy in Golden Child, comes in and is like, hey, let's get married. And they get married, and then she, you meet Tracy Allman, who's actually pretty good in the movie. Actually, Tracy Allman. Weirdly, because I kind of didn't think Tracy Allman was right. Oh no, I like Tracy Allman. Mostly, it's because it's just like every other character. A trillion things happen. You don't know why, and you don't give a shit. <laughs> and then Tracy Allman is there, and then she the, the a fight with and she witnesses a fight with her and her husband, and then boom, and then Sting shows up, and then Sting, and then Meryl Streep banks Sting. She goes into a mental hospital, and oh, and she's married to Charles Dance again. Got well, it. So here's the thing: she didn't oh. marry Charles Dance the first time. First time he they just were just together. Her. We visit on the weekends. Yep. Okay. And then they're married. I mean, and by yeah. dance, okay, uh, it's what's his face Lannister from the Game of Thrones. Okay. Yep. <laughs> and, <laughs> the, the, the oh, old Lannister guy. Okay. <laughs> and, and then played play him. Eventually. Right, right, right. And then you're like talking about some other movies. And then like, everybody knows Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> Charles Dance is in Game of Thrones. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know it. Oh, yeah. He was the he's. What's his face's? I don't he's know. Dick dad. <laughs> and then, well, then Ian McKellen shows up. And then, yeah. And I then, uh, I'm like, oh, I mean. And then he gets, she gets her husband fired from a job. And then Sam Neill shows up again, and then they bang. And then, don't then there's it. a, fl- then there's a flashback of when she, when the war ends and it's over. Okay, so if you're wondering. Wow, that sounds like a really confusing movie. I need to see it. You know what? That was way much more clearer than the movie. The actual movie. I was watching, and then suddenly stuff happens, and I'm like, I have no idea what the fuck's happening in this movie. Why does anything in this movie exist? Before I go on a tangent, I will say, Meryl Streep is good. Oh, yeah, because Meryl Streep can't do bad. No. Matter of fact, pretty much everybody in this movie is fucking phenomenal. Yeah, I think so. But I'm like... How can people be good at saying stuff that seems 
so fucking random. Well, you know okay? what? Well, I bet you what it is is that they probably understood their character and stuff, and then when they edited it all together, it didn't make any sense. They're yeah. like, holy shit. But yeah, Meryl Streep gives a really good performance well, in this film. She does and, an English accent. Yeah. And hers sounds more legit than the actual English people in this fucking movie. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> she is really good in the film. And there's some scenes where she has where her mental health is going. And she's acting kind of, you know, crazy or whatever. Yes. And she's really good at that. But there's, like, and, no lead-up to any of this shit. I don't oh, understand. Right. As far, <laughs> as far as the story and for getting involved in anything, it's borderline incoherent. Oh, it was bad. I was so upset at this film because one thing that I have a big problem with... I, I This is why I don't like biopics. Louder. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> one thing I don't like about biopics is that uh, you got to be careful when you span... A, a series of time. Yes. Because then you're going to lose... The greatest. You're going to lose me. <laughs> yeah, you're going to lose me if you do this. This movie... Oh, my God. How, all of a sudden, we're like, wait a minute. Is it two years later? Is it five years later? It's like... So I looked on Wikipedia after we got back, and it literally goes... Oh, two years later, 1945. Like, oh, wait, that's now, not in the fucking movie. Then it skips. <laughs> then it skips forward to 1953, where she's working for the Queen. Yeah. What? She was working well, for the Queen. The thing. How does Wikipedia know that? Because the movie doesn't fucking no. tell you. Oh, and then it goes jumps. It, then it, in a jump forward to November 1996. How do they know the month for fucking crying out loud? <laughs> and then sometime in 1962, and then in 1965, and I'm like. The movie, as far as the movie's concerned, it all takes place in the same fucking day. <laughs> it does. It doesn't take... I don't understand. Nobody looks a day older. No. It's literally... It's so If you take bad. a look at the timeline, there's a 20-plus year span, and nobody looks a fucking day older. I was so... This movie frustrated me so <laughs> I much. I was so film. pissed watching this film, because I'm like, why does it keep jumping? Every time it jumped to a different thing, I'm like... I don't fucking care. She, like, shoots <laughs> at Sting, right? Oh, yeah. Sort of. The next scene, she's, like, in an insane asylum, and what's-his-face shows up. Scene after that? They're married. And by that, I mean 30 seconds after the shooting. <laughs> now she's married to this other guy. Yeah. And I'm like, is this later the same week? Is it... 25 years so, later i don't understand anything while we while we were sitting while we were sitting in the theater i literally looked back because i'm like did they skip a fucking reel because it totally felt like that they skipped well here's the thing so i reels. really wish they skipped a reel because it wouldn't it wouldn't have felt like eternity yeah and it was, okay. it's a two-hour movie and it's it goes on forever it seems and uh, so I will say this. So I, I said Meryl Streep was good. It's shot in two, three, five. The cinematography looks great. The art direction is good. I think it's very much based on a play. Right. I and think the camera all the work, meaningful stuff. Yeah. Literally just happens in individual rooms, and they're talking I, for what feels like a half think, hour. I still think it looks good. I think that yeah. looks good. So and it's funny because you know I'm saying I'm screaming. I'm I'm pissed at it. You're gonna be like, what? You give it that high? It's a one and a half for me because I didn't like it at all. But I really like Meryl Streep okay. a lot, and I like the look of the this film. This is one of the biggest differences between yeah, yeah, yeah. you and me, Austin. Zero stars. Here's the thing. <laughs> no, I'm actually not going to give it a Okay, star. okay. We're going to give it one half stars. One and a half? Zero okay. star. No, half star. Half star. One okay. half of a star. Wow. Because yeah. I reserve zero stars, movies that pissed me off. This movie just made me want to die, okay? I, I was like, I made the horrible horrible mistake actually this thing pissed me off <laughs> what time what time we started watching the movie yeah and then it looked at my phone and i'm like oh my god it's only been 35 minutes <laughs> we're gonna be here the rest of my fucking oh, life how can 
so much nothing. And two happened. hours isn't a long time, really, for a movie. Uh, it, sometimes it no, is. No, no, no. But I mean, <laughs> when I see a movie that's two hours, I'm like, oh shit, it's two hours. I don't. Yeah. No, no, I don't. It's a normal but movie. Some yeah. of my favorite movies are movies. The best ones are like two hours and fifteen minutes. Yeah, you're like, absolutely. Well, I wish the movie was longer. <laughs> the movie's <laughs> over. It makes me sad. I wish this movie was two minutes long. God, I wish this movie didn't exist. It was because yeah, here's the thing. I was really pissed about this film. She's so good in it. Very good. And a lot of the other people are so fucking good yeah. in it. My Charles problem Dance with Tracy Ullman is oh Sam Neill. Actually, I forgot Sam Neill's in here. Sam Neill. Yeah. I guess they somehow they get back to banging at the end, and I'm like. They literally only explain it by, I want to explain to you how I found you. And I'm like, I, I saw you on a news. This is the only thing in the entire fucking movie they're trying to explain anything to us. Because okay? <laughs> they explain nothing in this fucking yeah, yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. If you read the Wikipedia description, it really explains, like, oh, that's what happened? Because yeah. I didn't get that Here's much the in the movie. If you are interested <laughs> at all in the stuff we said, just read the synopsis on Wikipedia. It will take you 10 minutes and it won't feel like a week has passed. And then okay. it might, but it might actually be like, wow, that actually sounds pretty good. Well, they don't do it well in the no, movie. They do. <laughs> Weirdly, it maybe it's a thing where if I had read that synopsis and watched it, I'm like, okay, I understand what's happening in this scene. I wouldn't have understood if I didn't read that. I, I made the mistake of not reading that. Right, 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 right. I had no fucking idea what the fuck was happening yeah, in this movie. I'm so ever. glad you're on the same page with me. I was just like, I was, holy uh, shit. Okay. You were worried that I was going to like it? I was afraid. I'm not here to think. But it didn't look good enough. Okay? That yeah. would be our biggest difference. You yeah. you will like it if it looks amazing. It looks good. And but it, but good. I also was like afraid. I'm like... Boy, all the acting's really good. Maybe I'll still look at really, really sucked <laughs> in by that acting. Because this movie is fucking boring well, and stupid. it's funny. So, <laughs> as I watch the movie, like the first scene when they show her with the gun, I'm like, oh, Meryl Streep looks awesome with the gun. Look at her. Oh, yeah. And in that opening, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then it and just the... sort of jumps through time. Well, where suddenly she's married to some dead guy. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck that just was, happened? That was the first misstep. At but one I'm like... point, I'm like, wait, maybe it's like a identical cousin situation <laughs> and they're going to meet because boy would yeah. that be potentially amazing so okay. but no so the first time they did the time jump i'm like oh i'm confused but maybe they'll explain it and then it jumped again i'm like uh, uh. and then by the After, fourth time they did it i was like fuck you i'm like, never gonna explain anything i was so fucking and pissed. then and then she goes bonkers and i'm like was there like anything telling us that she was gonna go bonkers no. or is she just like a crazy person and i don't There's understand no. Bad, bad news. All right, midnight time. Here we go. Motel Hell. I would like to. I would like to say thank you. What for this movie? Fucking movie. Holy shit. So it's funny. So when we this movie doesn't explain anything either, but I don't give a shit. When when we were going to um, uh, pick a midnight movie here, I almost picked. I really wanted to pick Heavy Metal because I've never seen it. But the reason why I picked Motel Hell was because. I, I'm not a big horror fan, but I'm like, you know what? I we need to I need to I know we need to put some horror Did films out. Did you know anything really... about this movie going um, in? Had you seen the poster? I because I hadn't even seen the poster. I have not seen that poster. So Okay, good. Because that poster, irritatingly, would have told me something yes. that fucking surprised the shit out of me. Maybe this movie a hundred times more. So that's why I don't watch trailers. Motel Hell. Because <laughs> the trailer would have fucking made me not like this movie. Made in nineteen eighty, directed by Kevin Connor, who was a British a horror director. He did a, uh, the House That Drip Blood, I think, or no, that's not what he did. The da, 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 from Beyond the Grave. That's what he did. Okay. And he did Land That Time Forgot at the Earth's Core. Like he did all these. Wow, like, he did B a films. lot of crazy B movies back yeah, in the day. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this was a normal movie for him to make this film. The Jaffe Brothers wrote it, and then they liked Kevin Connor, and they like they asked him to do the movie. 
Um, well, it's because they're fucking genius. Okay? <laughs> Motel Hell. It's it's a crazy cult movie comedy. The movie knows exactly what it is. I'm, I'm waiting for your synopsis, buddy. That's what I'm waiting on. It. <laughs> it's it's going to be amazing. So Vincent, Vincent Smith. Played by Rory Calhoun. Now, Rory Calhoun. Rory Calhoun. Silver Whip. Simpsons fame. He was in the Silver Whip. Well, oh my God, he was. But yes. also, there's the Simpsons awesome oh, reference okay. from uh, Mr. Burns. Oh, okay. Where he, whatever. He it's one, it was one of the Greyhound dogs, and he says something. He's like that guy who was always swearing a shirt. Rory Calhoun. Yeah, that's him. It's just my well, right 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 No, he name. was in the Silver Whip, which we reviewed but last year. Like but this is like 25 years or 20 years after that. Yeah. He and looks a lot older. Yeah, he always... <laughs> unlike, unlike the previous movie, in real life, people can age over 20 years. But you know what's funny, though? <laughs> he was only 58 in this movie. He looked like he was 75. <laughs> they, then if, they, if they faked him up as older, they did a really good job. <laughs> I think it was just 1985. Maybe he was sick. <laughs> I think it was. So um, he plays Vincent Smith, and he's known for his famous smoked meats. And as soon as I saw that, I'm like, hmm, I wonder what it's made out of. Well, in this horror movie, weird. Weird, yeah. So, but he runs a hotel with his sister. I wasn't, I didn't, I must have. I thought they were husband and wife I thought they were too. Me too. And yeah, I know. I thought so too. And I was just like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, oh, I guess. Okay. He's his sister finally. Here's here's where the thing. After the weird wedding starts happening, he references her as his sister. But I'm like. That could have been a lie, because that wedding wasn't going to fucking happen. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's interesting. So, anyways, he plays, um, they play, like, they own, the, they run this hotel. It kind of starts off right away where you see he's he's out, I don't know what he's doing in the woods. Maybe hunting? Quote, unquote, hunting. Hunting humans. <laughs> <laughs> and this, this uh, like, bike, like, like motorcycle or whatever flips over gets caught on something and you don't quite see what it is later on you find out there's bear traps shot. yeah but like... actually they showed later on they showed like a yeah. gunshot wound in the front tire and i'm like there's no fucking gunshot <laughs> <laughs> i love you movie <laughs> <laughs> and so but then uh, so the guy dies and then or not dies but they take the guy uh, he's not dead you he's assume dead. he's dead yeah 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 Boy, and then they get assume the, he's dead and then you get the girl and they like he's like you know yeah. kind of like hey let's uh you're you're okay over here is we're not she, calling the cops she's that much prettier than the other girls or something because i'm like why did yeah at the big reveal that happens like 20 minutes in you're like why did he not do this to her yeah yeah, yeah. she's pretty i guess so (laughs) what you find out in a few minutes or 20 minutes or whatever he goes to this garden and you see a bunch of like bags yeah and like all of a sudden you see one of the bags start moving yeah you're like oh shit and i'm like no as soon as i saw i'm like those are heads (laughs) <laughs> well, I assume, but also I'm like, I assume their heads, but only one of them's moving. Are the rest of them dead and stuff like that? And that so shit? they lift open the head, and the oh, they've got their they got the their throats cut, and the vocal cords are cut up, and they're planted cut. into the ground, and they're literally making the like these <laughs> noises yes. through the whole movie. Oh, it's amazing, and, <laughs> and it's it's so fucking weird. You're like, what, what, what? What's, what's happening? It's so weird, but goddammit. Um, I mean, we had just watched a pile of shit. Yeah, okay? yeah. And so watching... Well, yeah, this movie's like years better than that movie. But and the movie knows, obviously, what it is. And, and there's definitely some jet black humor in the film. And then they introduce... His brother? Is his brother's the cop or whatever? Yes. I also... I guess I didn't catch that they were brothers. Yeah, but yeah, We'll yeah. figure it out later through references. And... But so then, but then he's he, like the she's like the sheriff yeah. or something like that. Well, yeah. he and then he, well he gets the hots for the girl that's over there. Boy, they go on a real creepy date. And well, he pretty much tries to rape her very much. 
But and then, then, then she's okay with she's it. She's okay, but she's also seems to be okay with a lot of weird shit. And then she's okay. like, but then she's like, you know what? I actually like your older brother, who should be my great grandfather. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she starts hitting on him. She's already. Starts, she wants to bang it him. It kind of comes goes, out of nowhere. Yeah. Well, it very much. A lot of this movie comes out of nowhere. <laughs> so here's the thing: we really, we literally just picked on all the stuff this movie does in the last movie. Who cares? <laughs> this movie is fucking phenomenal. It's 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 it's, a, it's because she starts hitting on old man Roy Calhoun. Okay? Yeah, 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 and he's like, "Oh, we have to be married." And so yeah, we but... all know, even though it isn't said at that point. Yeah. So they're gonna get married tomorrow. Yes, they're getting married the next fucking day because <laughs> she wants to bang him hard, and apparently he's at least willing to bang her. But yeah. no, he's not because. That wedding was never going to fucking happen. I think he's the virgin. <laughs> There's a good chance. He might have banged some corpses at some point. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. So, uh, but a lot of the, the, the scares and stuff come from just, you know, they're, they're collecting these bodies. Like, they, they uh, get this band at one point. With John yep. Ratzenberger in, the, yep. in there. Yep. And, you know, they, they plant them in there. And they're using them because they end up, you know, chopping them up for I don't know what the ground does with that tenderized. I don't know. What it, I have no idea <laughs> what it does looks, either. It looks amazing. It's that's just what creepy. It is. There's okay. no reason. And then there's a scene where they do this hypnotizing thing with them. Oh, God, that's right. I think that... <laughs> I thought that scene went on for a few minutes too long. It was, it went on was way it long. It was really weird. But it was also the literally part of the murdering of people. Yes. They yes. do that. And then they put stuff around them and then they break their necks right. and then they just pull them out of the right. ground by their necks well then the <laughs> cop, the the cop brother figures out this is going on so then he decides to he all of a sudden out, turn mostly mostly he's mad because uh oh, Roy Calhoun's marrying he's marrying the, this the fucking hottie he wants yeah. to bang okay i don't think it has anything to do with him thinking there's murder yeah, yeah, yeah. going on so, but, okay. well anyways he tries to <laughs> rescue her and take her out and then all of a sudden she's okay with him now like I'm, yeah. i just remember i turned to you and i'm just like do you remember remember half an hour ago when he tried to rape her remember that <laughs> I did, and I. Unlike other movies, here's the thing. I'm actually surprised that you're not well, pissed no, about no, here's that. Here's the thing: he doesn't end up with the girl, <laughs> does he? Sort of, kind of, maybe. No, but also, I'm pretty sure she. Here's the thing: also earlier this day, I saw a movie where all women will just turn on a dime, so she left him. Okay, <laughs> I can I can go with that. Okay, whatever. She changed her mind. Literally a half an hour later. I will. It was fine. I will okay? think. So, uh, my one of my favorite parts, I guess, in the film was the at the very end. There's a big chainsaw fight oh god the chain it's a chainsaw and duel. rory calhoun's got pretty much his, his stunt double is wearing a pink yeah or, or a pig head a pig head and and you just hear rory calhoun going ha, 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 the whole well, time but well, one of the, the other fight. most amazing things yeah, is yeah, yeah. they break out of the ground one of them finally breaks out of this oh. obviously break out of the ground kind situation. of zombie style yeah yeah but then they're like they're all so beat up from having been in the ground for like two weeks. They're stumbling along and they can't talk, so they're all going, gar, gar, gar. I'm like, oh my God, this is the greatest shot I've ever fucking seen. They look so fucking miserable and sad. And then also, their biker boyfriend gets murdered. Yeah. He attacks Roy Calhoun, and Roy Calhoun just straight up beats him in a fight. Now, granted, Roy Calhoun hasn't been in the ground for two weeks, so I guess that part might be part of it. And has a chainsaw. <laughs> So I'm assuming you had you love this movie. Oh, but here's the thing. I was enjoying it. Yeah. And then right at the end, Rory Calhoun's character is dying. Yeah. And he starts repenting. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And his repenting goes on, and I'm like, what the fuck's happening? But no, he wasn't repenting murdering people. He says, he's been lying. Oh. I, I used preservatives, and I... 
laughed yeah, 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 the yeah. next day. That was the greatest thing that he still he didn't he confessed. He he, he confessed to using preservatives, preservatives into his because in his he meat. actively says. They, he doesn't use preservatives or any other chemicals. Yeah. And, and then I'm he like, uses preservatives oh and he Oh, my God. <laughs> I was so happy. That movie shot up to, like, a good three and a half stars oh, wow. on that scene alone. So It I, was a fine flick. I was yeah, enjoying yeah. it. It's a three and a half star for me. I think... Because that ending is a thing in my brain for the rest <laughs> of my fucking life. I think the, um, the direction by Kevin Connor is... Like, for a movie like this, you'd, you'd expect a B-movie to have, like, sloppy editing and stuff like that. It's actually made quite well. It, um, looks, it looks good. Yeah, yeah. It looks it looks good. It looks... It's a $3 million budget, which you'd think this would have been a lower budget film, but $3 is pretty fucking high. That's a higher budget than American Ninja. By That is. By three times higher. <laughs> right, three and times. it made about the same amount of money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it, it, as more of a cult this classic... This is... I mean, both those movies are cult classics. Yeah. This is a different kind in the horror fetishy people yeah. movie community. I, this movie has got to be high up. So there it's one of those movies it's so bonkers. I think I need to see it again because I think I might like it more. I don't. I don't like it as much as you. Um, Nobody likes anything <laughs> as much as I love the ending of this fucking movie. I, it was just I. I thought. So, it's an hour and 41 minutes. I feel like this would have been a better 80-minute movie for me. Yes. I, I, I don't disagree with that. I there think... Are, there, are, there are downtime where I'm like, we don't need this. Well, I thought the when they're doing, like, the hypnosis or whatever, that went on for, like, three or four minutes. I'm like, really? I mean, we can go on to the next part. Um, you should have just said, <laughs> remember the last movie? Never mind. Yeah. This movie's <laughs> fucking joyful. Right, right. Okay. Well, then I go back to, to see, because I really like Silver Bullet. So it's just... Uh... I mean, I mean, it's weird. because This I'm, movie's a weird movie, The two movie, movies though. on this day that I yeah, like yeah. the most yeah. are the two shitty horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> and number so, three is American fucking Ninja. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's bizarre. So, because the movies that are supposed to be good are yeah. the movies I fucking hated. <laughs> so I'm actually... You know, a lot of horror fans are like, what? I'm like... I have a two and a half. It's okay. Oh, it's a three. three it's three and a half, half for you. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. hard to give stuff a four. I, do, I will say, <laughs> I really like Rory Calhoun's performance. Good you know what this. his performance reminded me of? He wasn't acting like he was in a horror film. He was acting like he was in a live-action Disney family film. Well, yes. The way he, his line was, delivery was? He was actively good at being fully believable as he believes himself to be not just right, a fully the good guy in this movie. Yeah, and like I'm the doing way he... this to cull the population. I mean, I also make up too much money by chopping the meat up and grinding <laughs> and, and mixing it with some pork and then selling off his meat. Okay? I, I will say, um, Nancy Parsons plays his sister, and she's pretty fun in the movie too. She's good. I've she's, seen her and stuff. You know what she's in? She's Porky's. She's the one that grabs. Oh my god! She's the that's gym teacher. Who, that's that exactly who it is. That's who oh she. She grabs god. the dick she when. Because remember, the guy puts the dick in the hole, oh, and she grabs I, it. Of course, I was, <laughs> I was once again the target audience for yeah, yeah. Okay, so I was that's a teenage Nancy, boy. There's, that's Nancy Parsons. She was in that movie. Yeah, okay. she's in that. That's I knew I saw her somewhere, and that is definitely so even, in my head. Even though I give it a two and a half, I feel like that if I the more I watch this, I think I could get into it a little more because it is. I, I appreciate it for being so weird. Again, horror is not my genre. I, I, it was. I thought a little. Some of it went too long. Oh, Wolf, Wolfman Jack's in there. Wolfman Jack is in it, yes. And he is the Reverend. I did laugh at one part where he's just like, when he's God, like, was... oh, that penthouse magazine. I'm going to yes. give that to me and I will. Because, yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the sheriff brother guy just happens. Oh, it's a hustler. 
Yeah. It was a hustler. It was a hustler. I'll take that, so I'll dispose of it. My I'll dispose of it for you. Yeah, <laughs> sure you will. And sure then the next scene, Reverend Wolfman Jack. The very next scene. The very next scene. Nancy Parsons is reading that same fucking magazine. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Pretty See, the more I, the, the more I talk about it, it seems like this I should be giving it higher. This, this movie's awesome. I mean, dude. it's okay. funny because while I was watching it, I'm like, it's okay. But the more I talk about it, I'm liking it more. So it's, I feel like that I might like it if I watch it again. It's so just, I will admit that. The really weird part about this full episode is because we've had other ones where we had movies that were this is a good movie from the past, and I'm like, I love yeah. that movie. That yeah. movie like uh, yeah. what Moscow and Hudson. Yeah, it's a great movie. It was really good. This yeah. one, there are a solid half of these movies that are supposed to be basically critically acclaimed Oscar. Kiss, kiss of the Spider. This movie's kiss, better than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Kiss of Spider Woman. Yeah. Uh, I you I after you, hours. You, you might like After Hours. I do more. like After Hours. I yeah. don't. I like all the shitty B movies more than I like. <laughs> Uh, and no, neither one of us liked Emerald because it's garbage. Emerald and, and Plenty. Plenty was Those the, are shitty. So Plenty shitty, was the worst stinkers. one for me. Yeah, that actually, time, yeah. here's the thing. As far as actual quality of movie, mm-hmm. Plenty might be the worst movie we've seen. <laughs> I may, I've given other movies lower ones because of me. I mean, of the whole podcast? Of the whole podcast. Tunnel Vision. Oh, I'm sorry, you're right. Tunnel Vision is... Nope, I, that's I the worst back, I'm sorry, I take it back. Tunnel Vision is Tunnel the worst, Vision the is worst the, thing I've ever fucking watched. Tunnel Vision is the worst one. I forgot. Tunnel Vision so is the worst. So far that we've watched. It's so bad. I forgot about Tunnel and Vision. I, Don't bring up Tunnel Vision, Austin. Right. It's terrible. And I don't like I have a lot of that from my memory. <laughs> All right, so those are the seven movies. So, okay, looking back. So, your favorite movie's got probably Motel Hell of, of the films. Yes. Mine's Silver say, Bullet. Mine's Silver Bullet. I like Silver Bullet. I didn't expect it to be Silver Bullet. I've seen After Hours um, a few times, and I'm like, that's probably going to be my favorite of the week. And um, I still liked it. I didn't like it as much as I used to. I used to like After Hours more. I still like After Hours. American Ninja, if you get drunk with your friends and watch a a fun action movie, it's it's it's, silly fun. It's it's perfect for that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. And, but Silver Bullet is Silver Bullet's an your effect- favorite one. That's because of your personal history with it. That's a big deal. Well, and that a lot is, of these things. But I but I didn't expect it to actually like the movie when I watched yeah, it again. And actually, I was just like, oh, bad. this is actually pretty good. I like Gary Busey. The filmmaking's actually pretty fucking good in the movie. And um, yeah, it's effective mm-hmm. horror film. I wasn't scared at any of them films this no. time. So I know you well, were asking but, me that earlier. Well, but I think it's because you're an adult. But as yeah. you showed, yeah. like, if I watch Christine now, I might enjoy it. But I'm not going to go like, oh, no, when I drive home, yeah, I'm yeah, terrified. Yeah. No, I won't give a shit. Okay, but when I was a teenager, scared the fucking shit out of me because I had a 20-minute walk to get home. And oh. It was all on dark roads. Okay, okay so best, <laughs> best performance uh, for an actor... I'm going to give it to Rory Calhoun in Motel. Uh, I was looking because I was like, what am I, who am I going to give this to? Well, I really like Gary Busey too, but I mean, Gary Rory Busey's Calhoun okay. is pretty awesome in it though. Boy, oh boy. I That's might cute. give it to Raul Julia, actually. I'd give it Even to supporting. That would be supporting for me. So He's a co-lead in that I guess, movie. What are I you talking about? But the Academy would have given it the the second support. name because he is. he's like the, the first, he might be the first person you see. Yeah, I think so. He Other than, be. I uh, guess, because it opens with the yeah, weird, yeah. shitty movie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Roger, yeah, I bet you the Academy would have nominated him supporting actor if they did nominate him. Because really? they're stupid. Because it's weird. I don't like that movie. But he's really good. Oh, I think he's really good in the movie. But then again, everybody's great in Plenty, but I don't want to talk about Plenty. It's garbage. It's the best actress. I would give it to Meryl Streep. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, it's only because she's the only actual actress in any of these fucking movies. Okay. I mean, I guess there's a female lead sort of in Codename Emerald, but not really. Oh, Motel Hell. You give it to Nancy Parsons as a sister. There you go. (laughs) 
She's in she's there. She's good. She's good. <laughs> Maybe. God, I don't want to give it to Meryl Streep, but it's fucking Meryl Streep. No, she's I agree. And Meryl Streep's great. She's it, so fucking perfect it, in everything really she does. Good. Even a movie that is literally going to give me horrible nightmares. Oh, it was... Yeah, of their horror movies, there's only one of these movies that I'm actually going to be sad about later. Okay? <laughs> it's like, oh, God, I don't want to be lying in bed thinking about plenty. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, the big... I was really surprised that I, that I like Silver Bullet as much. Like... Like halfway through the movie, when he starts, when he's when that when they have the the car chase between between uh, the um, the silver bullet and the the Reverend in the car, the car chase. I'm like, that's fucking awesome. Oh, I'm like, this is fun. It's it's fun. It, 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 it's just fun. But yeah, Motel Hell was your big movie that you got. Motel Hell, mostly because <laughs> I was enjoying it, and then at the end. Oh God, that is just a thing I'm going to be talking preservatives. about. The preservatives, <laughs> the preservatives, like and, thing at the end. And I will admit this: so great. And my, seeing it only once, it's a two and a half for me. I feel like that I it could get better for me if I okay. watch it more. So I will, I will admit. But and I, here's the thing: I guarantee, if if I were, you know, I guess tied down and made to watch Kiss of the Spider Woman, I might like it more. But I'm never watching it again. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't, I, and it was, it was almost good for me, but. I don't know. Anyway, so those were the movies. 1985, October 25th. Now, next episode, we're going to actually go back to the date that Marty McFly goes to. November 5th, 1955. We're going to go back in time to that. Because my brother's a genius. (laughs) Your brother is so much smarter than you are. (laughs) I don't don't know why we didn't even think of that for the first episode. You came up with the idea for this podcast. (laughs) Whatever. Well, when I found the time machine, I mean, the idea just came That's naturally. That's smart. So. Finding a time machine doesn't make you smart. No, no, no. But, but it was like right away. Go was back like... in time and give yourself like fancy vitamins. Ooh. <laughs> when you were a child. But that would break the time continuum. Yes. You, you I don't will allow not, that. I will not do that. No. Oh, just got to give yourself super soldier serum. Okay. <laughs> So, yeah, so that's it for this week, and that was a lot of fun. And, again, thank you for um, listening to the podcast. And now that I know, like, the website, everything is live, if you want to get a hold of us and want to tell us how awesome we are or how shitty we are, filmgeektimemachine at gmail.com is our email. It's we, an email. We do have an email. So. Wow, I'll, I'm going to spam this shit. <laughs> so filmgeektimemachine at gmail.com is going is contact us there. Um, you can go to our website, which I don't remember the address because it's the stupid Wix thing. But <laughs> oh yeah, it's, it goes on for it goes on forever. I'm, so I'm assuming if you look up yeah that in on Google's yeah or Bing now right Bing's a, Bing's a thing now. Oh, I didn't okay. know that I don't know. because of their a, a, their a, their auto their a, AI thing. Oh, that has turned them into being Bing that people don't hate. But yeah, it's, so our podcast on RSS feed. I mean, obviously, if you're listening to this, you know how to find the podcast. So why am I telling you? Correct, but we're also on Instagram. So probably at this point, still a thing. We one of us told you. Yeah, about. follow us on. In, we're on Instagram too. Um, I have started a TikTok. Maybe by the time this airs, I've put TikToks up, but I don't know. Okay, we'll see. <laughs> I'm not sure, but anyways, we are on Instagram, so follow us on there too. Anyways, um, until next week when we go to November fifth, nineteen fifty five. Um, I'm Austin Kennedy. I'm Tim Kaiser, and we'll see you next time. Uh, kind of. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> All right, see you later. Bye-bye. <laughs>